Let's do this. to a semi-regular schedule of McGavin Fries, I had to do something else. I had to find someone else. I needed Uma Pagan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> welcome to McGavin Fries. I know, it's great to be here. You're welcome. Ah. You're welcome. <laughs> so, after that arrow homage, we should crack on with the show. So, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, it's great to be talking geeky stuff. It's been a long time. Since I've done this, we've been having a really extended conversation on Twitter. I think it's the longest geek fest on Twitter ever. Yes, and it's really hard to find anything in there. <laughs> like, there was some links or something I wanted to find, or someone had said something about something I should watch, and then I went back to find it, and I used every search tool imaginable, and that conversation is impenetrable now. I think there's a chain that goes all the way back to last August. Something like that. Yeah. At some point, I think Amelia said, let's move this over to WhatsApp. I'm like, no. Twitter. This is what Twitter is for. This is what Twitter is for. You know, you get, you know, it's at the end of the day. I realized I wasn't tweeting anyone else. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I was looking through my tweets at one point and there was like, a, there was a two week period where I hadn't said anything to but, the world. But I had every only... so often people are jumping in and out of it now. I think they follow us. They must follow all of us or something because you can something. only see it if, 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 if I, if they don't follow you, I have to put the dots in your names, right? That's Correct. how it that works. Right? Correct. So I think they follow some of us all. I don't know how it works. Yeah. yeah. Other people are jumping in. It's weird. And there are, there's already four people on this thread. Which gives us very little characters to say anything. Yes, I had to say I had to. I said something this morning about like the Supergirl or the Supergirl trailer or the Legends of Tomorrow trailer, and I had to do it in three tweets because there wasn't enough room to get it all in one. Well, of course, because the name is so freaking long and stupid. Legends of Tomorrow it yeah. takes up two hundred characters already. It's just Ello, it's just a lot. <laughs> Game of Thrones, Ello, Game of Thrones, and, Ello, and Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, Gavin's not back yet, so I'm just gonna snap in. But I'll try and get some more guest stars as we go along because obviously we want to get back to a semi-regular schedule. Um, Gavin's still How in. How long is he away? Uh, he's been. Away. It's usually a month and a bit. Like the play itself will run for a week, couple of weeks, but then the rehearsals and everything else. They're they're I think they're bumping in. Is that what they call That's it? That's right. Yeah, the bumping theater? in. They're bumping in. in this week. So yeah, he has had to learn how to play the piano. And he's learning how to. Yeah, I yeah. saw. I saw the Instagrams. So that'll be tribes. I think it's uh, May twenty first. I think it's around May twenty first. I think it starts. So right. if you're in Singapore, check it out. We do have listeners in Singapore. I know. Um. Also, before we get on other business, um, we're on. We're available, I know you're listening to this now, but we're also available on Stitcher. If you could tell your friends about us, that would help us out a lot. Um, and I'm on Twitter, at Mc, uh, we're, on, we're on Twitter as McGavin Fries as well, so that's where you'll get updates on the podcast. I'm on Twitter as McNasty Prime, and you're on Twitter as... Uma Pagan. Uma Pagan. And on with the news. So, it's been so long since the last podcast, I was actually looking at my notes, and there's a photo here of some guy standing in front of a Fantastic Four poster, and it was like, Worldwide Reveal of the Thing. Yes. And now it's like... Two yeah, months we, ago. Yeah, two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's been that long. No, but, but, but seriously though, the thing? Are you liking this new look? I don't know. They haven't... They missed the beat by not having him say anything in the trailer. Oh, like, I want to hear... 
Is he wearing a? Is that a suit? He's what is that? It's really weird looking. Wait. I, so in Ultimate Fantastic Four, he can switch back and forth, right? Oh, can he? I, I think so. In one comic book line, yeah. They allow him to switch back and forth. But that removes the whole point. It's my point, exactly. Yeah. So I is, hope is, is his dong made out of orange rock? That's exactly. what we all want That's to know. We want. No, how is he having a relationship with that chick? It's yeah. so weird. But, and she was, the one in the movie was from Scandal. What's her name? Uh, she played his girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but I hope they don't do this in this film because they still haven't revealed the fact if Doom is a blo- indeed a blogger called Doom. Yeah, because they gave it like they gave it an impression that uh, the trailer that uh, Doom comes from the negative is negative zone or Phantom Zone. I was confused. Something negative zone, Phantom Zone, Superman. Superman yeah. yeah, same place basically. Though. Yeah. you throw people there. Yeah. Um. So it, it seems like oh, you have released Doom or something. It's like what? Yeah, I don't know. It's very odd. Yeah. It's, so it's not Ultimates. Definitely not. I, I mean, Ultimates didn't have the dimension. They didn't get their powers from dimensional traveling, did they? I can't remember. This now. is pan dimensional travel. I think it was yeah. still a rocket ship. It's still a rocket ship. No. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Ultimates is still a rocket ship. It isn't some kind of weird cocoon. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's, it's dimensional travel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, oh, yeah, the reviews. I'm used to this. It's been a while. <laughs> this week we'll be reviewing Spy, Mad Max, and Tomorrowland. <laughs> yes, I will help with the Mad Max review. Haven't seen the other two, so I'll just be like, wow, that's cool, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we've had more trailers of the Fantastic Four yet. It still seems hit and miss. And now Josh, you saw Josh Trank was thrown off. Star Wars? Yeah, it was. His is unnamed, right? He's not doing Rogue One. No, he's not Rogue doing Rogue One. Rogue One was um, uh, um, the guy who did Brick. Rain Johnson. Yes, and the guy who did the time travel. Looper. Looper yeah. yeah. That, that I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, about. I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be good. But I'm thinking Disney probably saw a, a, an early release of Fantastic Four and went, man, no. Yeah. <laughs> or there have been rumors that there was problems on set. Ah, okay. That he was erratic or something like that. So, I mean, it, it could be the kind of thing where they just didn't get him, you know? So people don't know how to, not everyone learns how to be a team manager. This is the Bounty Hunters one? I don't know. Because, ah. the, the, you know, every rumor is like, the Rogue One, no one knew... I keep thinking Rouge one from Red Dwarf. <laughs> it's the Rouge one, the little Rouge one. But, you know, they keep... The rumours are all been garbage. It's a Boba Fett movie. It's a young Han Solo movie. I don't want to see that. No. I want to see... Ta- I don't, and I don't want to go to Dagobah or fucking Tatooine or any of that shit. I want to go somewhere else in the universe with some people just hanging out and doing stuff. Yeah. And I'm quite excited about this. Yeah. Especially if it's going to be a kind of World War One style military... Yeah, I mean, but, but I think it'll be, I, I don't know what it's going to show both sides or one side, but it's like, you know, what was the one, uh, what's the German, is it Eagles there or something like that? Like, there's a whole load of like, uh, the Dirty Dozen maybe, I think, yeah. is that, is, they, they, made, they call that Touchstone, right? For, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, not, and no, no fucking Jedi, because they ruin everything. <laughs> After all the prequels and Clone Wars and all that kind of shit, just no Jedi, just trusty blasters at your side, that'll be great. Uh, no mention of the midichlorians will make my movie. No. Very happy one. Yes. You know, all that Star Wars shit happened as well in between as well. Like there was, it, we've had a good couple of geek months. I was just gonna say, dude, you mean you haven't covered the Star Wars trailer? No, well we, did, well I don't think we did. March. When did that come out? It was in April, wasn't it? The second Celebration. trailer. Yeah, yeah. second trailer was about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Just before, because uh, it premiered with Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. As did a full was it ten minutes of Tomorrowland? Yeah. Which was weird and not introduced. It wasn't introduced at all. It just starts. No, it just starts. And, and also, like, having watched the movie, it's misleading as fuck because there's a lot more. That's not like an. Intro, that's halfway through the film, and they cut out a lot of bits that actually explain more. String it together, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like what they did with Star Trek Into Darkness, where they actually showed the first eight minutes of the film in IMAX. Oh, I didn't. I don't do those things. I hate those. I think that's the those. Did you those, just leave the cinema when it happened, dude? Well, what 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 did they? What was on before? 
Uh, it was on before. I can't remember. It was on for a couple of movies, especially if you were in uh, the IMAX at Wanatama. I'm not. I'm only at that for press screening. So. Uh, okay, so they showed the whole nine minutes of, and this is the them escaping yeah, the yeah, yeah. and the Enterprise coming out of the water and all that stuff. No, fuck that shit because that would just annoy <laughs> the fuck. Because I'd be like, I want this now. <laughs> Give it to me now. I can't handle this waiting anymore. That's that annoys the hell. And you know, or go see this movie. People, people go lap it up. It's. Uh, uh, this is why we only no. do two trailers. We get a good idea. We want to talk about the tone, um, where we think it's going, and what's interesting about it, and leave it at that. But funnily enough, they were really concerned about that movie, dude, because Star Trek didn't make them as much money as they thought. Yes, but also, that's ins- everyone's insane. What was the thing? Um, was it Square Enix? The guys who make video games, when right. the, the game that's wrapped in plastic, Tomb Raider, it didn't make as much money as they wanted because they were, they were expecting to win gazillion dollars. It's like... It's the same with our industry analysts. It's like, we're guessing. Yeah, we are. We're guessing. It's like, let's put a reasonable amount of money into this, and this is how much we need to get back to recoup our costs, and let's see where we go from there. It's not like we're assuming we're going to make 16 million times its budget back. Oh, well, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron, Disappointment yeah. made 2 million less, so it made 119 million instead of 121. There's a whole industry of just naysayers out there. It's just like... <laughs> Can you afford your lunch today? Yes. Yeah. Can you afford to make another one? Or the, another one, and another one, and another one, and another until two, ad infinitum. Yes? Okay, then you're all good. But it's all level of expectation. The fact that they're making, and they announced a second Ninja Turtles one day after the movie was released. I don't even know if Steve, Steve, is it Stephen Amell from Arrow is Casey Jones? Is that his, that his name? He's oh, yes, playing Casey right. Jones. I don't, even, Jones. I, I don't even know if that can, I mean, the first one was god awful. First Ninja Turtles was god awful. The first first Ninja Turtles, however, is awesome. I watched it again. Turtle it was power. great. <laughs> ninja, ninja, ninja. Go, go ninja, ninja, go ninja, go. Ninja, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ice, man. Come on. Yeah. No, what, fact, what pissed me off about that movie was the turtle characters themselves were great. It was everything around them was rivers of shit. Yeah. Literally, because they live in the sewer. But like the whole thing where Splinter and um, Shredder meet, they're meeting for the first time in this movie. But a lot of the dialogue seems like it's trying to have it, like they're meeting for the first time, but they're also ancient enemies. But they're not. But they're not. But Given the dialogue. The origin story in this film. Yeah, but the dialogue kind of hints like, like they walk up, they, they walk up as like, ah, you know, we shall fight now. It's like, there's a fucking rat, you know, what the fuck? Why would he even, why would you even have that conversation when you think you're talking to a henchman or a giant yeah. rat? Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. Splinter got good at, you know, uh, Kung Fu by reading quicker than the turtles. I know, it's great. So keeping with the superheroes, we find, again, I said we're spoiled. The uh, two trailers dropped for Supergirl TV show. Ah, uh, so they're launching. So they're launching two new ones, right? So Supergirl's on CBS. And is it CW. Then, oh, CBS. 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 Okay. And then CW's got Legends of uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, sorry, DC's Legends, Legends of, of Tomorrow. Is that yeah. Yeah. Open to. I mean, we were talking that horrifying on conversation. We were talking like, I hate that name. It's an awful name. But then after watching the trailer, I love that name. <laughs> I still don't like the name. I still hate the name. The trailer, however, yes, is brilliant. And it's something to show how much these shows have wormed their way into our hearts. That, like, when they play the Barry Allen theme in the middle, the, uh, I'm just like, you just start smiling. Yeah. yeah. Every time, like, you know, you hear that. My name is Barry. I, I wonder they're going to do that with every fucking. Like, it's going to take them a while to do the credits of, 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 of the Legends because every one of them is going to say. I am Hawkgirl. I am Ray Palmer. <laughs> I am. Nick, what's his name? Snart. Snart. Snart yeah. Leonard Snart. Leonard Snart. I really like what he does with the character. The way he just talks slowly. Yeah, it's very cool. Captain Cold. And you know what's great about Captain Cold is, and this is quite true to the comic as well. 
Flash and Captain Cold have that love-hate relationship. Yeah. And that's what's so much fun about it. And they've kept it similar in the TV show. They haven't gone <laughs> yeah. villain, right? Yeah. Um, they use each other and they betray each other. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. And of course, when you get what's his name, Prison Break guy, you know he can't stay bad for long. Yeah. And also, it, like, the fact that they can't, I mean, there's a, there's a weird level of like, when you rethink about it, it makes no sense, but it works all the time. It's like, we've got Captain Cold and Heatwave, so let's cast the two brothers from yeah. Prison Break. And you're like, what? And then it's like, that's perfect. It's perfect, yeah. yeah. Dominic Purcell's mad, and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the Legends of Tomorrow show is because they are going to, like, they're not heroes, they're, they're, they're legends, so, you know, it's not going to end well for all of them, apparently. Yeah, that's right. But uh, it's, uh, so it's Hawk Girl, the Atom, um, Firestorm. Captain Cold Captain and Cole Heatwave. And Heatwave is this a book? Heatwave's barely in the trailer. No, he's not in the trailer. Neither is Emerald's brother, who plays the other half of Firestorm. Yeah. So only Victor Garbo is there. Yeah. yeah. But there is an interesting thing where they're attacking somewhere and White Canary's in it, so she's back and they show a Lazarus pit, so obviously that's yeah, that she happened. Yeah, like comes out of the Lazarus pit. Which I, I thought they were going to do some horrible thing with time travel where they would snatch her before she died and then put her back at some point, right, as she died. Well, they could because it's got Rip Hunter in it. Yeah. But that would also be a horrible thing to do to a character. Yes, it would. And it would just be a very annoying thing to do with the with the series in general. Yes. But to have that hanging over you the whole time. Sorry, you guys don't do spoilers in this. Well, depends. Spoilers for what? TV shows. Has it broadcast already? Yes, it has. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, like, put, no. For Arrow and stuff like that. Yeah, so because in Arrow, in the, in the, in the last uh, season finale of Arrow, um, him and Guy from Torchwood... Uh, Barrowman, John Barrowman. Uh, John Barrowman, yes. Merlin. M- yes, <laughs> Malcolm Merlin, yeah. have a chat, and he goes, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, and he goes, are we still enemies? And he goes, depends what you do with your end of the bargain. So yes. I'm assuming that Merlin resurrects Black Canary or White Canary. Oh, you thought that was the end of the bargain? I thought it was because he said, I'll never forgive you for killing her, for killing Sarah. And I'm thinking... But after what happened, I mean, okay, for that, they haven't gone down the crazy route with uh, Speedy yet. No, they haven't, no. But... Well, alcohol, it's not just drugs, crazy. Speedy, yeah, they'll right? get there yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. But, also, <laughs> but also Lazarus Pit, like that, that doesn't end well for everybody. No, no, it doesn't. And also, from listening to Sarah talk in the trailer, she seems kind of spacey. Yeah, no, and I, I, I think I did, that's probably part I, of it. I did see an article on Dark Horizon this morning saying that you know what's next for the two shows. It's like, well, Arnold has a happy ending for a while at least, um, but they did say they're bringing it back and it's not going to be the same as she was. So there will be something there. I mean, she's wearing white now so that's weird but um it looks like a fun show although they still need to do so, they need to do something with the adam suit it looked cool uh, it looked cool to start with but it's kind of chunky it's so goddamn chunky and stuff yeah. like it, i don't i mean it doesn't i don't know if there's any way to make the like just the onesie look work yeah like it, it, but he's that he runs the risk of being dc's iron man well they've made it work with ant-man the movie Ant Man. The movie Ant Man. Yeah. Right? That's got a bit of a onesie. That's got a, it's a bit of a onesie, but it's, like, it's, it's got, got like it's an got, exoskeleton thing. Yeah, but the red looks, the leather looks really distressed and worn and old and shit. Yeah, and then it's got the hat, the helmet, and the helmet's where everything happens, clearly. And I presume that's because, A, they don't want to animate the actor's face and have uh, dead, cold, dead eyes of Jeff Bridges from Tron on the little um, CG yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 but yeah. also, when you're small, you can't breathe the air molecules because they're too big for your lungs. Oh, yeah, hey, hey, hey. I, I presume that's what we did. <laughs> I see you've thought this through. Obviously. No, but you know what I like about Legends of Tomorrow? I like the fact that it feels like an old-school 80s TV show. Like, you know, yeah. old Hulk shows where it's like suddenly Thor would show up. Yes. And like a really crappy Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, and, and that's nice because... 
we've had so many TV shows that take themselves so freaking seriously. Like yeah. even, even Smallville, which I really enjoyed, took itself so seriously towards the end. Yeah, I gave, we gave up after a while. I, mean, I used to live in the house of some guys, and one guy would just go and sing it as the theme, because it was a great theme tune. Yeah, it was. It was. Every day, around quarter to seven, he'd start singing it and waiting <laughs> for it to come on. But it, it, yeah, it looks like a good show. And I mean, I'm in now, and it's that great thing where it's like, you have to say, you know, is this all they've got? And Bigfoot comes through the roof. Nice, yeah. But it is interesting. I'm very interested to see who the cast is Phantom Savage. Yes. Because I saw your comment as well on, on Twitter. On Twitter. About, about, like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Phantom Savage, I know from, I think it's some of, I have some of Grant Morrison's JLA run. Yes. And also the DC Universe. Uh, DC, was it? Uh, DC Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. He was in those. From the cartoons. Yeah. Which they did really, really well. And he was paired up against, was it Resurrection Man he was paired up against in that? In the cartoons? In the cartoon, yeah. There was no. someone else. There was another living person who kept dying. And when he, every time he, re, he was reborn, he'd forget his memory or something like that. And he was... Like, it end, they end in the future, the two of them on Mars or on a dead planet or something like that. No, no, no. So there, was, there were two runs with him. Mm. And I know the first run was travel back to the time he was helping the Nazis. Right. Uh, and he gave them cool technology. And then that was just his league, I think, where it's just Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. Okay. And then Unlimited, there was a story where Superman and him were alone. And they were the last people on Earth. And Vandal help Superman go back in time. To stop the thing. To stop the thing because he's like, I've done such a big mistake. Yeah. I'm so lonely, everything is crap. Yeah. <laughs> so fix it and I will die sending you back. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I vaguely because I watched, I think, most of just, I've watched just as they limited probably most of the episodes at least twice if not three yeah. times. I can't remember half of them now. <laughs> but Vandal Savage, I'm telling you, man, thin Jonathan Frakes. Not is fat he, Jonathan Frakes. Is he Frakes. thin now, though? He's too avuncular. No, he is, he's, 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 if you look at a picture of avuncular, it's just him playing the yeah, trombone. Yeah, it's chubby Frakes now. Yeah. But Frakes from like season two, season three of Next Generation, uh-huh. I like, with the goatee yeah, yeah. going, I think that's all right. I think that's Vandal Savage. Could work. But it's got to be... Uh, I've never seen him with long hair, because Vandal Savage has to have long hair has at certain times. Because they got to... That's how they're going to show like all different times. And have you watched 12 Monkeys? Yeah. Like, they have to... Their their level of time travel has to get to that point. It's, yeah. Where exactly. actually, you know, when they go back, it's like, ah, we meet again. And we're like, what? Yeah. Because they wouldn't have, you know, the different time streams, all that kind of stuff. Because they really fucked it up in The Flash where he traveled back in time and there was no earlier version of him. That yeah, pissed that was, me off. That was the, that was the cheap... Project Almanac way of writing your fucking time travel movie. It was. It was also a very cheap, <coughs> and the dream thing was very cheap. That, oh yeah, I went back to time. I'm having these nightmares, and I don't know what they are. Ah, oh, well, it's because I time traveled. And I it thought. Did to I saw someone on Twitter say, "I thought it was going to be because of the field." Maybe the field that they were using to trap the Reverse Flash. Maybe that had bled through from the alternate timeline or something like that. Um, Again, I think about these things far too much. I, I, I think that, no. No. No, only because I think that's a nice way to explain it away as well. Yeah. That's what the writers want you to say. Dude. Yeah, it's fan waving. <laughs> fan, hand waving, fan waving, or yeah. hand, fan wanking. Yeah, I know, I'll tell you though, I, on the other hand, I'm writing my my, my um, Arrow love story fan fiction. <laughs> who are you shipping in Arrow? <laughs> yeah, you know, Oliver Queen and Felicity finally together. It's what I've always wanted to see. <laughs> you just happened in the show. I know. And, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. And they live happily ever after and not get destroyed by... Uh, Damien Dark in yeah. the next episode. Exactly. Did you see the Super Supergirl trailer then as well? The two of them. Supergirl trailer I am super excited about because <laughs> finally it's fun and bright Yes. and it's super-y. Yes. It's, the tone is right. The color palette is right. Even Somewhere, uh, what's his, hang on, I, I get confused because which one's the director and which one's the comic book artist? Snyder? Snyder's the director of... No, what's his first name? Oh, uh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, yeah. Scott Snyder's the comic book guy. That's right. Yeah. So somewhere Zack Snyder's gone like, huh, 
looking at that trailer like, oh, you, it can, you can make it work. Yeah, you can take out a blue filter yes. and a gray filter and make it bright. Like, that was so cool because the suit is a very similar design to the Man of Steel suit, yeah. only it's a brighter blue yeah. and a brighter red. And no, it's not only that, everything's shot brighter. It's shot during the daytime. <laughs> it's not raining all the fucking time. I mean, there was a story online, they actually got caught out. There was someone said, what, what would uh, Man, of Shea, uh, Man of Steel be like so if you had done the color? You post the link. Why was it bullshit? Because I love that <coughs> recoloring. It was great. What they did was they recolored it. So what this, this video company did was they showed, that at the top was Man of Steel, and at the bottom was Man of Steel with the color grading boosted, the, the, the brights instead of the darks. And it looked fun. More just single images look more fun, and the suit pops along and stuff. Yeah. But and they said it was untreated at the top. It hadn't. They purposely darkened the top to make the contrast more um, visible. Sneaky little. So they couldn't really rely on their own actual, um, you know, their own top standpoint. Oh, sneaky little bastards. Yeah. So that looks okay. shit. But okay. like the second trailer, like it looks like they're building up. Like she's not working for uh, Argus. Check, Argus or Checkmate. It doesn't seem to be. It's someone no, else. It's the someone AO else. or something like that. I hope they. I mean. It's two different networks, so maybe they're, all, they're probably all cross. No, so this this is the biggest problem with DC at the moment, right? So you've got Gotham on Fox, you've got this on CBS, you've got whatever on CW. They're Marvel in the 1980s. They are. Or so 1990s. At least Marvel, Disney owns ABC, so there's that synergy which they can I know, Marvel with. got it all back. Like, Marvel went bankrupt, sold everything, and slowly but surely have cr crawled yeah. it all back. And so this is my concern, because sometimes you're going to have this issue of this lack of crossover when yeah. there should be. And then we can't have a, a Justice League uh, ultimate. Justice League Un Unlimited. Unlimited no, you movie. Can't. No, you can't. You can't no. have that. Unless it's all part of a plan to have crisis on multiple media formats. <laughs> where, and then there's a massive convergence. Where, the yeah, where TV's Barry Allen has to outrace the movie's Barry Allen <laughs> to stop the anti-monitor, not the anti-monitor, the FCC from destroying all of their TV programs. Dude, you know what's going to kill me? What's going to kill me is that they have to mine all these storylines. And this last season of Arrow was already Batman Begins. Yes. Played out to its logical conclusion. Yeah. Uh, only they replaced Batman with Arrow. Yes, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. And so they're going to have to mine all these storylines. And so I think we're going to see a, a melding of all these storylines with different characters. Yeah. So in many ways, we're going to see where it's going. And we're going to know what's going to happen. But yeah. at the same time, it's not going to be what we're familiar with. And I don't know if I like that too much because it seems very shoehorned. I don't know. I mean, you don't want to go to the cinema and see the book you read exactly. No, you don't. That's I mean, point. for comics, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, but you don't. But I think they got to do more than just replace characters. Oh, yeah, no, that that, that was lazy. But like something yeah. something like, you know, Age of Ultron. You know, yes. you've no Hank Pym. Adding that it's Tony Stark's baby makes it a lot more, you know, and it, there's a whole hubris act there. There's, you know. And it fits because I watched Iron Man again, the first one. Yeah. And the, the rhetoric of Stark in that one about using the weapons to end wars and all of that really fits with the fight that Captain America and he have oh. in Age of Ultron. Oh. And I was watching that again, I was like, oh, wait a minute, that's like, that's cunning. They've kind of really kept to that art. Yeah. Uh, despite how far he's come, he still believes in that little core thing yeah. of... And it's the same with, you said, obviously you've seen the Daredevil TV show. The, oh. the story there, the plot, like, there's elements from there's elements and characters from the history of Daredevil, but the actual storyline of the TV show is a new one. Completely. But it feels like a total, it's a daredevil thing. Yeah. It, it, it fits. And that's what they're doing, this great remix culture. They're taking these things and putting together in new and interesting ways. Yeah. And it works. And so, but with Supergirl as well, it's bright. It's got um, familiar characters. You've got Jimmy Olsen in it. Yeah. Um, and the other thing which I really like about it is she's bright-eyed and keen. Yes. And 
I love that because that's how Parents are dead. She's not that guy. No. <laughs> no. I'm not and she's like, I want to help. Yeah. I'm a bit annoyed that, I mean, it's it's a great scene and uh, they keep doing it over and over and over again where a super somebody saves a falling spaceship slash airplane slash blimp. I mean, they just keep doing that. But that's because it's the worst thing that can happen, It's right? a great way to show, like, <laughs> it's not the worst thing, that, it's the worst thing that can happen that they can deal with. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's like a nuke goes off, it's like, oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fly away now yeah. while the blast wave destroys you but all. But no, but this is just your redemption for 9-11. That's all it is. Yeah. You see a plane, someone's going to stop it, someone's going to save it. Yeah. But what's cool is the, that's what Supergirl was supposed to be. Yeah. It was supposed to be so a much A beacon fun. of hope. And then the new 52 messed it up as well because they went, they went super dark with and, Supergirl. And super colors. Yeah. And lots of piping. Yeah. And, and the worst, I just, the whole thing. DC's obsession this is just going to turn into a comic past we'll get to more movies in a bit we'll get to more uh, movies in a second yeah this whole obsession with 52 like it was funny it was interesting the first time they did it with a, a weekly issue in the 80s no no no, no early like early, in the mid 2000s over there was, uh, okay okay they did like a comic a week and every um, yeah. book in the comic was a week in the DC universe and Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman had disappeared and it was like all about all these different stories going on that all came around and Rip Hunter's in that because yeah. he's involved in it and all this kind of stuff because he knows something is happening or something's about to happen and I have to stop it and without Superman and without the big three it wouldn't be in the Jack Pies podcast if it wasn't Thunder and Lightning this happens a lot nice um, without the big three it was all different but they had the 52 and then they had 52 multiverses and then they had the new 52 and they just 52, 52, 52 it's everywhere now yeah and let's stop reading comics <laughs> I don't like it no I don't like it I, some of the storylines are really cool but I think they're really milking stuff like the Bat Family now there's like 20 different Batman comics oh right yeah which is really hard to keep up with because they all tie into each other Ugh. Court of Owls Family of Owls Craziness of Owls and all this stuff I read some of that stuff but it's like I read like the, uh, the, the one about the Court of Owls the first book yeah and then there was Night of Owls I didn't read that one and then there was Death of the Family and then there was all these things Death of the Family again, of they just, they, their mind, like, the comic books are just like eating their own tail eating consistently their own tail. Right, yeah exactly and then everything happens again ah yeah. They just make you spend so much money. And then they're all going to reboot it again because the new 52 is just awful. Yes. And that's what Convergence is all about. And what's the dish? It's Crisis again. I don't know. Right? I haven't read it. Yeah, but it is. It some... is. It's Crisis all over. I still haven't read Crisis. I keep putting it off. Apparently, I think all of the... Yeah, same thing. Same idea. I think everything's going to converge. I think also all the multiverses are going to die. So they're all going to end up in Secret Wars. Because that's what the, yes. See, again, Marvel as well. You think like, oh, the movies, you know, they're, they're close to the TV. No, the comics are just insane. No, they're all, all they're of, off. They're off. All of the Marvel, crazy, all right? of the Marvel multiverses are now merged into one Earth, and like half. And if you die, then your universe is destroyed or something yeah. like this. Yeah, they're forced to fight. It's. I mean, is there an eight-year-old behind all of this? It's our. They just, our, it's they just put in all the Marvel toys on the floor. They put them in a crash, and they just sit there. Oh. What you gonna do now? Yeah, just take notes. <laughs> you don't like Doctor Doom. Yeah. <laughs> Stop chewing on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, movie news. Um, oh, Twin yeah. Peaks is back this on is, again. This is a movie show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Supergirl. I seem I look happy for it. I was not sure at first, but the second one makes me interested. Uh, David Lynch, yeah. David Lynch is now back on board with Twin Peaks, and yeah. not only that, they sort They clearly gave him more money. Yes, they clearly because he said, well, it wasn't that they gave him more money. He wanted more money for the show. He did, yeah. yeah. But not only that, it's also they commit they're producing more than the nine episodes originally planned. Yeah. So this is good news. He he tweeted, dear Twitter friends, the rumors are not what they seem. It is happening again. Twin Peaks returns on Show Network. So that's the other day now. 
it was like, uh, there was not enough money offered to do the script the way I felt it needed to be done. So it will be his episode one, all green screen, actors not looking each other in the <laughs> eye, giant flying robots, oh, giant flying dwarves. It's a giant dwarf. And Kyle McLachlan playing Judge Banks. Yes. Although I have to say, Kyle McLachlan can do no wrong these days. Can do no wrong. He he's is, even good in Sex in the City. He's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I love him. His, his thing in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., back to superheroes, but it'll happen to the next stories of superheroes <laughs> as well anyway. <laughs> and he, it's like he hasn't aged. I mean, he looks older, but he still yes. doesn't look as old as he should look. No, and the character that they gave him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is brilliant because he's constantly on the urge of just going crazy. And, Which is him. And it's hilarious. Like, there's one where he forms his own team of Avengers slash X-Men or whatever. And Evil it's Avengers. Hilarious. Yeah, it's really funny. I've got go. one, one, one lady has forks for hands. Great, okay. That's her superpower. Um, but he's just like, hey, let's, he's like he's the, like the most enthusiastic dad in the world. I mean, he is the most enthusiastic dad in the world. Best day ever. ever repeatedly. They, they, they finished that off nicely. Yeah. I still feel, though, that that's now become so lightweight compared to everything else that's on TV. That's on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct. Back to Arrow for a second. When exactly did Ollie get a chance to go visit the Flash while he was in London Harbour? Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm willing to overlook that. Yeah. Because the flash turning up, I can get. That works perfectly. Yeah, phone call. Yeah. Easy. But Ollie actually made his way to Central City. Yeah. Helped the flash out. And then went all the way back to... In his new outfit. Yeah. (laughs) And then goes all the way back. Yeah. Did he get a day pass from Rachel Ghoul or something? I think so. Yeah. No, but I did like that bit in the two episodes of Flash Ago where they actually, two episodes ago of Flash on Flash Ago, uh, where they did actually look at a future version of the Flash where his costume was brighter red. Ian's actually gone to the kitchen because he just realized it's raining and he's got to save his laundry. No, he's got more. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, when they find out that his costume's actually brighter red. Oh, yes. And they they make that little joke and that's quite nice. Well, what was better was the, the, the tease about Oh, uh, Barry, I'll take any orders from Barry Allen, founder, uh, was it, The Flash, uh, founding member of oh, that, and they just you. cut them off. It's like, ah! <laughs> I'm just saying already. Yes. Uh, and of course, last week when they had the Hal Jordan reference. Yeah, but I mean, they've had Ferris Air has been in the place a lot, and a they, lot. they reference Ferris Air again. Yeah, but they that. mentioned Test Pilot going missing. Yes. I had my little geek boner, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I mean, the, uh, still see how they make. It's so weird they didn't make that work. Green Lantern thing like the movie with Ryan Reynolds you know I don't blame him no I, I think he's great and I think and he's going to be awesome in Deadpool and everything about whoever's running the Deadpool official Facebook account is, is nailing a genius, it genius like right? there was, there was a, there's a set shot of him just running with guns and it's yes. like my name is Wade Wilson <laughs> and I'm the fastest man alive and just all the shots they're putting up and just like they're putting up really funny one page co- bits from the comic and stuff like that yeah. or there's a shot from Avengers at the end at the end of the first Avengers where Captain America talks to the cops yeah. where he says like I need I need uh, a quarantine here and he this and this and they're like why should we listen to you and he beats up crap and whatever and they said like they just go do it yeah he's like I need you to go over there and save that taco stand he's like why should I listen to you do you want to tell Deadpool you couldn't save the tacos <laughs> yeah so whoever's doing that is doing a great job even yeah. that uh he did a cameo. Ryan Reynolds did a cameo on a talk show. Well, it was an April Fool's joke, and they April used extra. They got they um, they got um, it's Jesse Slater. It's Jesse from, Slater from, from Saved by, by the Bell. Bell. Yeah. Oh, is it Lopez? Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's gonna be an it's an R rating, right? And then like, he shot me. He killed him, right? He killed him. He, he, yeah. he comes in and kills him, and then like you know, it's like it's okay. It's okay. Jesse can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, that is a, that's perfect, but it's also, how many people will get no, that joke? There is no one of this generation that's going to get that yeah. joke. Even if they have seen Saved by the Well, they've seen that Screechier's version, which is crap. <laughs> or they've seen the remake, or the, the, the reunion, which Screech isn't in, because he's in jail. The Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon did a whole thing. Oh, that was great. I yeah. saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Twin Peaks. I still got to finish the series. We were watching. We were watching. I was watching it with a friend of mine, and we stopped after we we didn't get a chance to schedule it again. Like because for us when we were growing up, Twin Peaks was this dark, weird thing on TV, and it was like a little bit supposed to be scary and all this kind of stuff. Whereas when I was watching it, when I got to the Zen detective scene, I was like, why haven't I been watching this over and over again all my life? It is. It is. It is the inspiration for things like True Detective and Sorry? and everything else. Twin Peaks. It is the inspiration for things like True Detective oh, yeah, and but all it, that But stuff, the black right? humor was something that oh, is, in, like, that's what, that, that, I, that's my humor anyway. I'm like, I should have, if I watched this then, I would have had this humor a lot earlier. <laughs> it's just like the, the, the throwing rocks at the glass while they call out names. That's like, that's genius. I love that. Yeah, but it's still dark and scary, dude. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, that hasn't changed. <laughs> I watch it as an adult and I'm still like, yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah, there's that's, I think it's the end of the first episode where the mother is just screaming, right? Screaming, yeah. yeah. There's like weird shots like that, but the laughter carried me through it. <laughs> Damn fine coffee. Uh, just the repetition. I love that, that style of humor really is, floats my boat. What else? So, uh, we got, we're, good. we're good, we're good. Uh, so the first few picks have been released on Just Jared. I'll put these on the side. Uh, from Captain America Civil War of the new outfits. That's right. The new outfits look pretty cool. The new outfits are pretty cool. We have our first glance at what could be Frank Grillo or it could be a stuntman in a mask as crossbones. It looks, and there's bigger pictures on the side. You can see he's, he's wearing, it's not really, he's not wearing a skull mask, but it looks like it's just being bashed enough to, it looks like a skull. There's some weird things on his hands. Yeah, I don't know there's what like that is. There's like weird clamps he has going over his wrists, whether it's something to maybe match strength with Captain America, who knows. What I do like is they're starting to edge the red into the Falcon's outfit. Yes, yes, they are. Building up to maybe him becoming Captain, Captain America, America when Chris Evans is um contract is expires. Over. Yeah, and or he goes off and does directing. Or gets too old. Yeah. Um, but I do like to say, I mean, every time I look at the Avengers now, Captain America's suit just looks worse and worse. Really? The, the, the first Avengers. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, and also even the first Captain America movie. No, well, no. The first Captain America had multiple styles, and it I did, thought they well, worked. And when the, he went, when he went to rescue Bucky, that was the best style with the suit under the leather jacket and the fucking helmet and the, and, the, yeah. and the the other shield. Yeah. But even when they had that very short sequence with the Howling Commandos, he was wearing the more utilitarian version of the suit, which he wore at the end of you, uh, Winter Soldier. It's got more nineties buckles. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, but it's it's combats. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a combat outfit. Those have all worked well. He was wearing a aerobics teacher, a patriotic aerobics teacher onesie in the Avengers, and those boots looked awful. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. You're right. I need to watch the Avengers again, the first one. Yeah. Because actually, remember. at the time, I remember liking it. I don't know why. Um. On. Uh, <laughs> I think I was just excited to see it on screen. But carry on. On the, I think it was the last Geeks of Malaysia podcast, which will probably be up after this one because you know Kai. Yeah. Um. I think Kai kept everything we talked about: Daredevil, the Avengers, everything else. Kai kept bringing up clothing, and there's something else that was stereotypically <laughs> female. He kept talking about. He's like, "Okay, this is the fifth time, but I really like what they did with his outfit this time." <laughs> you know, it's like it was over and over and over again. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just it's got to work that suit, and they made it work, and I can't believe they fucked it up so badly in that second one, in that first but, one. Well, I have to say. Speaking of suits, what they've done with Iron Man as well has been very, very cunning. When you watch the first Iron Man, the evolution of his suit mm. as well has kind of kept in line with the comics and the way they've 
they've done it in the comics. Yeah. This idea of slickness has improved. Uh, even in Iron Man 2, it was still very low-tech yeah. compared to what you have now, which is just batshit crazy. And the first thing you got to do at the beginning of every Avengers is make sure that his suit is the one that works. And the first thing you do at the beginning of every Iron Man movie is make sure that he's got a prototype or it's, that's not quite ready, sir. Yes. You know, there's yes. got to be something. Be so, something. That, so otherwise he would just nuke the other guy. Correct. And they also, the, the, the thing that left hanging, I rewatched the Avengers a while ago, they completely left it hanging when like, you know, Thor gets the lightning, hits Iron Man when they're fighting over Loki. Yes. And it's like, batteries are 400%. I was like, that'll come in handy. Like, no, it's not going to come in handy at all. No, like, he just, no. He just knocks Thor over. And that he was does. It. Yeah. And he, 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 that's good. I completely missed that part. Yeah. Oh, that really frustrates me now. But they, didn't, they didn't pay off on it. Like, they didn't pay off on it. They yeah. should have used that. If they'd used that at the end, Tony would have run out of power when he exactly. went to the thing. But then again, they wouldn't have a climax and then you wouldn't have Iron Man 3. So. They're probably like, someone probably had that exact same conversation as they were writing the climax going like, oh yeah, but he's charged from earlier. Okay, it's a different suit. Yeah. Pixies oh. did it. But I don't know. I, 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 there's been a lot of stuff going on about Captain America and Civil War. Yeah. Which people are concerned about because they think it's going to be Avengers 3. Because of the sheer number of cast people, new people, yeah, and characters but no, and no, I, I I'm not worried. I, no, because I think I think Marvel knows better. Yes. I think I think they know better than to mess with their tentpole. Yes, I mean Tony Stark might be in there. Civil War might kick off. I, I've heard one rumor that's all down to Bucky because maybe Bucky killed Stark's dad. That's yeah, that could work. That could so be. he wants to incarcerate the Winter Soldier, whereas and Cap wants to rehabilitate him. Rehabilitate him. Yeah. yeah, okay, that could be that. Could yeah. be that. I don't know because Civil War originally started about a jail in Phantom Zone, Neutral Zone, wasn't it? No, was no, that, no. Civil it? War was because the there Mutant was... Registration Act. Yes, and yeah. because or no, the Mutant Registration Act. Sorry, the Superhero Super Registration Act or whatever. What was the one? That, what, what kicked off because they had a, Reed Richards was putting criminals in the whatever zone? No, no, there was that was so, part of it. That was part of it in the sense that they used the different zone. Oh, for people who didn't register. Also. To, no, no, for people to come back and, and, and fight mm. the other side of the Civil War, right? Mm. But of course, it was because of that reality show featuring superheroes. That's what all kicked off. They, they misused their power and, and killed everyone. everyone and, yeah. 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 But I mean, they're, they're going to remix it somehow differently. But I think they just, they know now we have to have these people crop up on things. No, which and it was brilliant in the Avengers when you know they have a cocktail party. Of course, he's going to ask his friend the Falcon. Correct, and that's what makes sense. And it's nice that they have the budget to do it, right? Yes, because clearly, even in Thor: The Dark World, they didn't. No, because London's being torn apart, and you expect Iron Man to come and help out. But well, he's got his own shit to do. I know he does, but come on, <laughs> Thor's like, dude, evil dark elf guys. Thor can't the shit get signal on mobile phones because <laughs> of lightning. Asgard, yeah, yeah exactly. like it, it's just interference all the time. It's the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, right. Uh, and so now they're actually making it happen. So that was the coolest thing about Marvel. Yeah. The coolest thing about the Marvel comics is... Everyone lives in New York. And anyone could show up at any time. Yeah. So you'd be reading an issue and you'd be like, well, hey, it's yeah. the Hulk. And that was the coolest thing, which DC never did. Mm. And so to not see it happen on screen was a bit disappointing. But now that everything's coming together, it just feels like my childhood playing out. Yes. In a big way. And I'm really, I'm super excited. Yeah, about it's a good time to be a nerd. Yeah. Another picture. This is great radio. Um, so Seth Rogen's production of the comic book Preacher is moving along. Uh, yeah, they've got they've cast Preacher. Preacher himself, Jesse Custer, is Dominic Cooper. Yeah. Someone posted a picture, and I couldn't find it again afterwards. And it was of Walton Goggins, and a very similar pole to, uh, pose to uh, Jesse on the cover of the. No, the first the first collected edition has him like this. Right, there's one where he's smoking with a hand in his hand. I can't remember which one it is. There's a cover yeah. where he's smoking with his hand in his belt. 
and there's a picture of Walton Goggins and he looks almost the same and I think that would have been amazing oh nice yeah because yeah, he would have yeah. that southern drawl thing going on I don't know I like Dominic Cooper I like Dominic Cooper he is quite versatile he's done enough different things like originally I wasn't buying wasn't getting into him playing Tony Stark or Daddy Stark but yeah. that worked out well because it was another role he'd done before that I associated him with, him with more yeah so he does change a lot with that um, but the first photo is just him and Airspace. Airspace doesn't turn up for quite a while in the picture, right? Yeah, no, he doesn't. Uh, I only have the collected editions. Yeah. I think it's in volume two. Yeah, so they might be, I mean, consider this is the first shot they're releasing. Airspace is this kid who tried to kill himself and survives, and instead his face looks like an arse. Mm. Um, that's kind of funny. It is. It's funny in the yeah, book. It's, it's funny, funny it's the way they tell it. Yeah. So, obviously, they're going to mix things up a bit in this show again. I can't really see Dominic Cooper apart from the slight bit of his haircut, but... I'm interested to see what they do with that. It's AMC, which is which a is good, good thing. Which is good. However, you see, this is the thing, right? There are there's some stuff that I do want to see, which they've really been halting on. So one was the adaptation of American Gods that got the go-ahead. Oh, yeah. It was on HBO. I oh, think. Neil Gaiman will never be adapted to anything ever. Right? And, and this is the thing. It's not Sandman's not happening. Yeah. Well, Sandman might be happening. With, jo- with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? But I don't know if it's a movie or a TV series. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. I think Preacher somehow feels less complex to adapt. Because both American Gods and Sandman had me concerned. I want to see it somehow. But American Gods is a road trip movie as well. Like, the, the, the Preacher is a road trip. It's a quest. Correct. Uh, Sandman is a series of interne- interconnected stories, sometimes not even starring the main character. Main character at all, yeah, right? Yeah. But with Preacher, what I like about it is it gives you the option, like Walking Dead, to go off in your own direction. Yes. So Game of Thrones is doing that now in yeah. season five, where they're just really diverging away from the books. Have you read all the books? I've read all the books. And uh, what's, what's diverging a lot? Um, the latest episode, which I haven't seen yet. I've just heard the latest episode diverges from the books. Okay. So I'm not sure what it is, but apparently they've. They are committed for more seasons. Yeah. And they've already said... We're going to get more and more. We're going to get... Because he can't write fast enough. Yeah. So, so no, I've got no problem with that. I know some people are really upset. But you created this world. And I'm happy to run with the characters because I love this world. Yeah. And I like... And they've done that with The Walking Dead. Um, It took them a really long time to kill... What's his name? Shane. Yeah. Who actually dies in like six issues, seven issues in in the comic book. But... It's nice that they've gone off in their own way, yeah. but they've kept some characters. I quite enjoy that because I want to be able to read the comics and enjoy that for what it is and watch the TV series like a supplement and, and what's enjoy his name? It something Kirk, different. Kirk, Kirkman's? Uh, well, uh, Kirkman. Kirkman is like an executive producer on the show and he he's is. fine with pointing them in different directions and making suggestions and stuff. So it's, it's, very, it's a very cool time. It's not like the big bad suits are going to steal my property and put a polar bear in the third act. Well... It's not a great time for everyone. Yeah. Creator of Gem, for example. Yes. She's very upset. Oh, is she upset? I heard she was upset before. Yeah, so she, I, I, I haven't heard any of her comments since the trailers come out. Yeah. But she was upset before because they didn't consult her at all. And then they kind of hinted that they had. That's yes. The nearest people have been called out on that. Usually if someone t- said, oh, I talked to Alan Moore, and Alan Moore's like, you fucking didn't. No one's talked to me in yes. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from uh, Stuart Lee, who pops up all the time on TV interviews with him. Yeah. Um... But no, so yeah, apparently she was called and told a couple of days before the announcement was going to be made that they've done it. They're yeah. adapting a film, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. That's it. And, so and basically the film is Josie and the Pussycats with more uh, pink hair and makeup. It's clearly ugly. It's yeah. 8 Mile. It's every other music movie yeah. ever made. They took out the one, it's USB. It's only, yeah. it's ultimate selling point. Like They took out the one thing that made it different. 
Yeah, I have no, I have no idea why they don't want to embrace the absurd. Yeah. So I think that might change with the second. That was my main problem with the Ninja Turtles movie. I'm like, you have four talking turtles and a mutant rat. Yeah. Why do you have to make everything realistic? Yes. Right. Go nuts. Where's yeah. Krang? Yeah. I want Krang. I want Krang. Everyone want wants Krang. Brain. Yeah. And 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 with Josie and not Josie and Pusquet, with with Jem, <laughs> right? and with Jem, I'm like, we're actually living in an age. Where synergy could exist. Yes. Where you could White have Star's hologram. Exactly, and it could happen. Yeah. And then you take it all away. It's we're living in a time when all of that cool technology could work. Like it's it's an adaptation straight out of the eighties. Yeah. Where they strip out everything cool and put it on put it on screen. It's like, but well, we took the we took the concept. Like, no, we didn't. We took it so we we didn't get sued over the rights of doing the exact same as everyone else was doing. Yeah, and oh, and you know what's the worst part? How freaking disingenuous they were because they set up a Twitter account. Yeah. And the. They used it entirely to like dupe fans into thinking it's Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. And you know, you're going to love it so much because you were a fan of the original cartoon and all of that stuff. And it was so disingenuous because yeah. it's got nothing to do with nothing. Yeah. I want. She I says, want, she says, someone, a designer friend, a designer I know put up on her Facebook page just like it was Synergy and Gem's crying and on the screen was just a shot from the trailer. Yeah. And, she and, just, and everyone who commented on that thread, she's since gone back and replied to every single one of them with another shot of Jem crying. <laughs> it's brilliant. I'm, I'm so angry. Yeah. I, no, I really am. It's just driving me up the wall. You know what I want to see? I want to see... Uh, I want to see a fan-made Power Rangers type thing and going, yeah. this is how it should be done. There's, like, there's several of them already done. Like People oh, really? done music videos and all that kind of stuff. But there could be... Uh, not my power, not my gem. Is probably get the hashtag going. Nice. Um, we should probably, if, if, if I knew how to do live phone calls, we could call Gavin's wife because she has an array of gem T-shirts. Every time I see one, I send to him. He's like, "Dude, you're driving me broke." She's gonna love this. I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I presume she's pissed. Everyone I know is like, "No, oh, everyone's angry." Yeah. Like they do say synergy at the end of the trailer. She says, no. "Oh, synergy," but I think that's I think that's her sister's nickname or some shit. Yeah, it's Showtime synergy, but yeah. she doesn't tap it and then <laughs> magic happens. Obviously, a big fan. <laughs> Dude, Jim like would save people from volcanoes and shit. What? Have you not? I remember all these things from the cartoon. Right? Are you sure that you weren't getting it mixed up with some no, other show? That's the thing. You think it's GI Joe? You think it's Transformers? It's not. It's Jim. And what, I remember this episode. They're in Hawaii and performing in Hawaii, and a good friend, one of the four, I can't remember her name, is trapped in a volcano, in a cave. There's lava like tree inches away from yeah, her. Yeah. And Jen, like, Jen and the team run in to save her from a They just run. They just walk in like this. Walk in <laughs> to an erupting volcano. Because they're not, they're not going mountaineering in those heels. Nah, nah. All erupting right. volcano. It's great. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that was the weird second season. I don't know. <laughs> no, they did some nutty stuff. Yeah. Which was, again, a brace the absurd. Go for it. Yeah. A couple of other trailers about this week. Uh, you see this trailer for Crimson Peak? Second trailer for it? No, I haven't actually. I keep thinking it's The Haunting. Um, was it The Haunting? Was the one with the CGI house trying to attack Lily Taylor? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, that's right. This is Cumberbatch? No, no. Uh, uh, Hiddleston, the other English Sorry, guy. the other English <laughs> which women love. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I watched it again and I was like, okay, I just, was like, everyone was like, oh my God, it's like, it's Guillermo del Toro horror movie. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, there's some interesting visuals, but enough, I mean, I'm wondering... We talked about trailers earlier, like the genius of the Avengers 2 trailer was, it's like, everything's so dark, we're all going to die. It's like, no, no. No, it's fine. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, um, you're going to have Tony Stark punch out the Hulk's tooth and then go, I'm sorry. Yeah. And laugh your ass off. Yeah, exactly. Or 
Let's be a secret door. Let's be a secret door. Yeah. <coughs> Whereas this, it seems to be shown the whole movie. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's people who do smart trailers and the people who don't trailers. No. Whoever yeah. did the, 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 the call sign we've already, uh, call sign we've already had for this is Peter Jackson's The Love You Bones because it shows you the whole fucking movie. It does, yeah. Um, That's because they knew it was going to be a shit movie. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> this, but you, know, you, can still, you can still hype a shit movie. Yeah, you can. No, I, I don't know. I, I'm not... Like there's some mystery about what those tanks, there's tanks in the attic and you're not supposed to go into certain rooms. But there's fucking ghosts everywhere in this house. Yeah. I like what he does with stuff. Mm. I, I like what he does with these fringe characters. I like the way he utilizes monsters yeah. in all of his movies. He always sees the monster as the hero. Yeah. And also, but not only that, but he also has really creative monsters. Yeah. So like, was it Hellboy 2? Mm. So Hellboy 2 was, it felt like an audition tape for Hobbit. Yeah. And... Uh, but it was really cool because you. I'm so tired to see, of seeing characters that look the same. Yes. Uh, G- uh, Game of Thrones has no problem going ugly. Mm-hmm. He's got no problem going weird and completely out there. And he keeps Doug Jones in work. He does exactly. <laughs> that was and was that, that what was Doug Jones in? Is Flash? he in Crimson Peak? Flash, right? Oh, in Flash. Yeah. Was it? Where? I think it was the laser beam guy. No way. The, the guy. Yeah, the guy right. can shoot stuff I out of th- his I thought that was him, right? Isn't it? I mean, you don't see him without his makeup often, but I think that was him. Okay, okay, okay. No, it could be. But um, yeah, like the, the, the visually, it's inventive. But there's there's hundreds of people. I mean, the, the thing about the Hobbit, the the Lord of the Rings movies, was they had those two artists, those two English artists, whose artwork, like they were doing the the covers for the sent the the. the Fifty years of the Hobbit and the Hobbit calendars every year, right? And the movies are those. Like, there's a picture that one of those artists did of the guards on Helm's Deep, and it's the fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. So, I got it, visually, it's great. He just needs to back it up with the stories sometimes. Um. You know, the, the thing about Guillermo del Toro, and I and I don't know if it's a. He's this. He's this. He's the Mexican Cookie Monster. Oh, he is, but I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's a language thing. But there's one thing he never seems to get right, is comedic timing. Oh. And I don't know if it's a Spanish-English thing. Or is it just because he's casting your man from Sons of Anarchy? Could be. Because <laughs> he sticks out like a sore thumb in Crimson Peak as well. I know, but I love him. Have you read his biography? Dude, you need to buy his biography. Charlie Hunnam. It is so... Oh, not him. I'm talking about Ron Perlman. Yeah, Ron Perlman? No, that's no. Ron Perlman can name nail comedic timing. He can nail comedic Charlie Hunnam can't do anything. Oh, Charlie Hunnam can't do anything. Yeah, he's, I, just, I, you know. he's okay in Sons of Anarchy, but, you know. Yeah, we've seen him in, what's his name? We've seen him in, 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 in Pacific Rim. And, you know, it, the only person that's more wooden than that is Dave Patel, right? Yeah. So, uh, but, Ron Perlman's biography? Yes. Brilliant. Oh, well, he's just brilliant. It is funny, it is dark, it is twisted. The man's it amazing. It is sad, it is great. I bought it after... I bought it after listening to him on uh, The Nerdist. Oh. And it's one of the best reads, one of the best biography reads I've had in a long time. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called now. I'll put up the link. Yeah. Search Ron Perlman biography on Amazon. That'll give, no, don't, <laughs> click, on the, click on the banner oh. I'm going to put on the website. I'm going to set up the affiliate program to pay for the hosting. <laughs> do, do that so they can get some money. <laughs> did you see the trailer for the new Muppets TV show? I did. Now this, I'm very excited. Yes. I grew up with that shit. It's yeah. great. So did a lot of other people because then there was Muppets Tonight. Did you watch Muppets no, Tonight? No, I don't know if that was ever shown on Malaysian television. Oh. This is, this is I've said to have this conversation with people over and over again. Um, so it's pre-internet, man. Yeah, no, Muppets Tonight, yeah, I suppose was it? it was. I it think was, it, was. it was. slow internet. You weren't watching TV Yeah, I wasn't internet. watching TV on the internet, no. Yeah. Oh. There's a weird thing that happens in the UK where they bought rights to things and they have them at infinitum. Like every Christmas time you get to watch, um, well, they have the rights because they own them anyway, you get to watch Morecambe and Wise. It's just which 
Oh really? Which it, yeah, every Christmas it's on because no one's working; they're all home, so yeah, they just yeah, put on. Yeah. They got to put on something, so they put on the sixty-eight nice. Christmas special or some other Christmas special. Um, it's the same with kids programming and other stuff like that. Like Battlestar Galactica came out in nineteen eighty-one. Was it seventy-eight? Yeah, yeah eighty-one. Yeah, it was after they were accused of ripping off Star Wars. Some point BBC got the rights, but every year I was growing up, it was on BBC Two at six forty-five at some point because I had to fill an hour. Or no, it was usually. Maybe six to six forty-five on BBC Two because people were watching the news on BBC One. Right. And these shows would just repeat. Mark and Mindy was repeated on Channel Four. They didn't. They didn't have enough. They weren't going to pay money to fill content in the middle of the day that no one was going to watch. Well, going, growing up here was really bad because you were at the you were at the mercy of the broadcasters in the sense that sometimes they'll show it and the next week there wouldn't be. Sometimes episodes would be out of order. So I remember watching Quantum. Sounds Leap. like an American network. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching Quantum Leap and then you would get an episode. Uh, of, a, of a massive cliffhanger season finale. I, I think it was the finale where Al and Sam switch bodies. Oh, yes. Right? Where he becomes a hologram and he becomes the, Real. the, the, tra- the traveler. And and it was after, and it was shown before the penultimate episode. Oh, they were sh- yeah, this is the whole thing with syndication in the US. You just show episodes out of order. Whenever they because want. Because they're assholes. It's like, yeah. you just put them in and play them, like, number them. There's a number. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, Sky did that when they launched in the UK. They were showing oh, this exact same conversation the other day. They were showing Mr. Red at one point, Bewitched, all these kind of. But they're showing them order, and then like we got to see next because Next Generation was on at one point it was on RTE on Saturday night. Right. And I couldn't meet. We had something to do most Saturday nights. So I couldn't see it. But then Sky were just showing them always, and they would go from season one all the way through, and then again, and then again. It was always it was six five o'clock every day. Star Trek hour on fucking Sky One. So as a result, people grow up with the same touchstones. Yeah. So you kind of get the same hint, hints of things, you know what I mean? And I don't know what the I don't know what the Muppets I don't know what the Muppets TV series is going to do. I think the Muppets are timeless enough that this generation is going to like it. Oh yeah, no, the, I mean the, the first Muppet movie show, the, not the first, but the first recent Muppet movie. Yeah, that showed they can, they know how to do it. They they do. The second one, however, showed how they completely lost how to do it because it's awful. Correct, it's awful. Even Tina Fey couldn't save that one. No, uh, she's been in a lot of bad movies. Yeah, but. And the reason I say that is because I watch Cartoon Network from time to time and some of the new stuff is like, I'm afraid what the future generation of kids watching Adventure Time are going to grow up to become. That is one twisted ass cartoon, dude. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, but for kids? Oh. <laughs> it's expanding their imaginations. We, we have to keep expanding our imaginations. Otherwise, we just come up with, you know, Star Wars over and over and over again. You know, you, you have to... Have to have more. They're all going to end up being unsubs on Criminal Minds. That's what's going to happen. That's <laughs> right? what's going to happen. Yeah, like they'll have the, a, a ten-year sign. They'll have like you know, there's a killer who's wearing this white bunny-eared hat, <laughs> running around with a yellow sword. And a... but it's not just them. There's like a whole bunch of TV shows yeah. which on Cartoon Network at the moment, which follow the same kind of of, of twisted logic, like regular right? show and stuff. Yeah, like regular show. Yeah, Gavin loves regular show. Regular so, show's great, though. I think no, it's hilarious. But I think so, too, but I'm a grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so that's what I'm afraid of. I, I hope the current generation don't watch the Muppets and go, oh, what's this? Yeah. You know, I hope they get it. I hope no, they... but I think that the writers, because the writers now grew up on the crazy shit a while ago, so like they're a little bit in peak, and they're doing The Office, basically. They're doing a reality TV yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. And what's, weird, what's interesting about that comment as well is that there was a guy on Twitter when I shared the video said... Um, Gonzo's voice weirds me out. And I was like, what? He's just like, it's not quite right. And to me, Gonzo sounds fine. But what weirds me out is when you look at old clips of Kermit and new clips of Kermit. And even old clips of Kermit when it wasn't a Henson. 
Like he okay. hasn't been at Henson for a long time. He hasn't been for a long time. Like it, I mean, it was Jim, but then it was um, the son, Brian, Brian Henson. Yep. He did it for a yep. while. Yep. But um, you know, it slowly changes as they speak. It's not. It's it's very subtle because there's a minor difference between two versions, and there's another minor bit until at the end they're all going to be talk. In ten years time, they're all going to talk completely different, and we're going to catch an episode <laughs> by accident and go like, "What the fuck is Kurt? Why is Kermit talking with a Brooklyn accent?" <laughs> you know. Because I hadn't noticed the Gonzo thing at all. Gonzo sounds like Gonzo and Fozzie sounds like Fozzie, but I presume Frank Oz isn't on every show. No, I don't think he is. Or the same with Piggy as well, right? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm going to have to go YouTube some old episodes and see if You I probably shouldn't. You'll probably end up horrifyingly depressed and, oh, like, you know, no. realizing that, you know, life ends. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a section here called Cool Stuff. Oh, what's Cool Stuff? Well, usually it's posters because Gavin can't ha- handle himself. Okay. Like, he sees a cool poster, he must have it. So it he puts them up okay. a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't do much online shopping so um, what I did see was this is just a kind of a cool thing I did see today when looking at news Jurassic World is coming yes it is and there's a company called Pace for like, free advertising because like, advertising is clever I just saw this ad pop up on a few sites they do network monitors okay and their ad is be sure your system stays switched on and it's the picture is the T-Rex from Jurassic Park breaking through the fence brilliant that was I, I saw that I was like that's pretty good that's very clever yeah Hey, Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Have you guys talked about that? A bit. We talked about the first trailer and maybe the second. It's been two trailers, right? It's been two trailers. There's no, there's not, a, there's not a third trailer yet. Not yet, but then yeah. the, the TV spot. It's, it's next month, isn't it? Month after. It's next month. Yeah. June. June. Yeah. No, I'm super excited about it. However, there's only one thing that gives me pause, and that is, hey, let's get some raptors and kick some ass. Mm. <laughs> um, that kind of, you know that I mean so I see what they're doing they're just building on this Frankenstein myth that they had in the first one mm. and like you know Jeff Goldblum warns people uh, and now they're just building on it with a genetically engineered yeah. uh, dinosaur but at the same time this idea that you can train raptors well, yeah, I mean, and again they could probably get away with that to say that they've bred in like you know what we've done to dogs I suppose but it feels like one of these really weird cop-outs, like somehow in Jaws 17, the shark is on our side. Yeah, it's a buddy cop show with the <laughs> yeah, shark. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only thing that gives me pause. And I know I'm judging it from a trailer and I shouldn't. Yeah. But it does give me a little bit of pause. Yeah, I give it a, I'm giving it a free pass because I'm halfway through Parks and Rec. And I, as far as I can tell, um, Star-Lord can do no wrong. He can't. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> the, that's the only thing that keeps me going. Also, also... Has he ever been in anything bad? What's his name again? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Has he ever been in anything bad? Not yet, no. Yeah. And no. you saw the whole Super Bowl thing, right? And and you know what else? They've announced they're going to do Indiana Jones. No, they said they, they, they said they're they're not not going to do one. Well, okay, same thing. No, that's not. It's like <laughs> they're just saying we're leaving the door open, but we're kind of busy with the Star Wars and Avengers shit right now. Yeah, but also and we own it, so. But also, it's like we're making so much money, we can pay other people and everything. And, yeah. And, and 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 Chris Pratt's got that all over. Well, you've seen the Photoshop picture, right? Photoshop picture is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, here's the funny thing about the trailer, right? For Jurassic World. Uh, Sorry, the concept it, of the park is open? Yes. Genius. Very cool. But also, in the genetic room, Chinese doctor guy. Yeah. Same guy from the first movie. Oh, right. Yeah, That's I heard someone mention that, yeah. Asian genes, my friend. He hasn't <laughs> aged at all. He looks the same. I see the trailer and I'm like... Oh my god, what is going on? Uh, He's the same guy from the Dino DNA video. He's been inserting some Dino DNA in himself or something, or oil of you like <laughs> twice a day could be. That is some oriental genes for you. 
That's insane. Yeah, you people, you, you, pe you people, you people, you people don't age proper. You don't even have the decency to age properly. That's annoying. Um, oh, another cool stuff. So I'll put a link up on the Facebook. Um, papercraft at at. They've been doing all this paper. They've been doing a lot of this papercraft. Yes. Did you see the Kirigumi? I didn't have the link to it, but I'll put it in there as no, well. No, I haven't. I, I've seen the Adat. I've seen a Millennium Falcon. I have on my heart. Like every time I kill a computer, tear out its guts, and feed them to another computer, I look through. There's a couple of folders that have traveled along with, and there's an R2D2 uh, papercraft in there. The plans for it. I've just never printed it out because I can't get the right paper. I just, I just have fat fingers. Yeah. There's no way. I can oh, I realized that when putting together the Lego Ghostbusters car. That was the yeah. first Lego I've done in years. It's like this used to be so much easier because the pieces <laughs> were so much. My fingers were so much nimbler. <laughs> I used to be much more agile. Yes. Um, speaking of cool stuff, Grim Fandango mm -hmm. has been remastered now for iOS. Oh, yes. You can get it on, I think, and it was on, it was like on, oh, I, have, I think I have it on uh, Steam. It's in my 87 games I haven't played. Right. It's like, but it's like 2.8 gigs mm. or something like that where you can get it on your phone and your iPad or whatever. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, dude. Downloaded it, bought it. Cause I freaking love that game. Yeah, that that was that was I was in the I was in the Amiga wilderness at that point, so I couldn't get it. Amiga wow. was a great machine. No, no, great machine. But I missed out on some of the latter end of oh, the golden age of the PC. Yeah, never played. It. Okay. And full throttle. So you saw the big announcements about the local Malaysian movie Full Throttle. Yes, I did. I messaged the producer because he works with Gavin. I was like, you ever heard of this video game? Because I mean, it is was this, pretty. Is this Liam? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's pretty popular back in the eighties and now it's owned by a load of lawyers. I mean Disney. <laughs> and it's got a So he's like, Oh yeah, the name probably changed. <laughs> and it's got a fantastic soundtrack. Mm. Um That's next, hopefully, I think. This the is Gone be. Jackals. They're the ones who did the soundtrack to Full Swallow. I remember going out and buying that C D uh and you couldn't find it in Malaysia anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was a kid and I remember we And you were, couldn't order online because that didn't online. exist. It didn't exist, but we had a trip a family trip to Australia. And I went to Tower Records, I think, or nice. HMV, and I got it there. But uh, neither of which exists anymore, right? No, they're both gone. Well, HMV, HMV still, still exists in, in London, London, I think. Yeah. But yeah, but Grim Fandango, I swear I've gotten dumber. <laughs> Dude, I'm 34 years old. I can't figure out the freaking puzzles. As a kid, yeah, yeah. I, I finished that game in like two and a half days. Really? Yeah, I was like playing. Uh, playing non-stop I had like you know it was a weekend and I just didn't stop but because you had nothing else to do I had nothing weekends else to do study yeah. whatever yeah I can't figure it out <laughs> <laughs> there is something wrong with me <laughs> I don't know there's, there's, you get well you know that's don't play at all you know there's a thing of you play a game for a bit and you get more and more frustrated and then you go away and you come back and then you beat that thing there is that but I think it's the logical leaps as grown ups I don't think we can make the same logical leaps we make as kids really? But, yeah especially but grown ups have, made them I know but I think you I don't know maybe I just don't see these things like merging items and stuff yeah and I think a, as a, a rubber kid chicken, a rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle exactly right and I think if I go back and try and play any of those monkey island games or whatever I, I don't think I'll be able to do it I was okay with the there was the uh, the one by Tales. Tales yeah I think it was that one I tried that one and it yeah was, but they had one of those, uh, and I fucking hate these ever since the light. Because I used to love those games. I had the 12 floppy disk version of Monkey Island 2, yep. which you accidentally changed scene. You had to change fucking change discs. Disc. And every three discs, you had to reload the character sprite. It yeah. was the, and then the iMuse music system, the interactive music system would change the scenes. Like, fuck that. I really, I really <laughs> should have got a hard drive. That game took me way longer to play than it needed to. <laughs> but Legend of Karambia had a maze. Right. And you had to go, like, it wasn't, like, it was, it would fuck with you. 
Like if you went in to the maze okay. and went right, right, down, left, you could end up where you were. But if you did the exact same thing again, you might go further and then loop around again. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't a logical maze. It was a coding maze. Nice. So if you didn't go the right way, you couldn't get through. So you couldn't accidentally get through. Right. Fuck that shit. <laughs> it's a computer representation of the real world. That one, and after getting through all that, I had to look at magazines, was going through Amiga magazines and stores looking for cheats on this EGM. shit. After getting through all that crap and then I getting to a point where I need to have an apple, every apple I come along is like, there's nothing to do with these. So when you eat them, you can go because that game allows you to destroy the objects you need to finish the game. <laughs> Fuck that shit. The last Tales of Monkey Island game, one of the Tales of Monkey Island games, they had one of those logical mazes, and I was like, no. I'm stopping now. That's it. Fuck yeah. you. Okay. Now, Grim Fandango's the same. It's just been remastered, music's been remastered. They, 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 they did mostly the lighting, apparently. Yeah. It was mostly the lighting that made it pop and the music, that re-recorded the music. Correct. And so what's cool about it is it's, it really holds up. So I've been playing it for a little while, and it really holds up. So... Well, I'm, I'm, and, a, and, and I'm a backer of uh, Tim Schafer's Broken Age. Exactly, right? I have uh, a t-shirt and a poster yeah. in there. And, uh, and for me, that's the most I still haven't thing. finished the first part. Because new games don't tell you stories. That's what I find that's lacking. So Some few, do. No, no, but there's so few, right? Yeah. Because the games that make it, the games that sell a million copies, are the Grand Thefts. And, they, and, they, they, they do try to tell a story. Front. I mean, yeah, not everyone plays the story. They just want no, to go kill hookers. No, they don't. They just want to go shoot people, yeah. right? And, so, and, and also, the story isn't the driver. Yeah, it's I mean, the but then again, there's I'm big into video games, so I try not to go off too much because Gavin doesn't. We tried to play Halo once, and he got stuck in a corner for an hour. <laughs> um, like I still have to play Spec Gavin Ops. Gavin is the uncle of this podcast. Yes. Okay. yes. So uh, we played Spec Ops: The Line. I was so surprised we got on Instagram. Uh, Spec Ops: The Line. I haven't played it yet, but everyone says it's an awful game, but the okay. story's amazing, and it's okay. about like it's Apocalypse Now almost. Not like, the the style of story, not the oh, actual okay. quality, okay. but yeah, it's yeah. like it's a game you should play. And there are plenty of ones out there like that. The, the press, the, the, they don't get always, always good press. The press, yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of them, like even just environmental details, there's a couple, there's a couple of really good games, none of which are coming to mind, where just the environmental details tell a story. Right, nice. Have you ever heard of those Dark Souls games? They don't tell you what the fuck's going on at all. Apparently, you got to piece everything together. I've never played any of those. No. Those are the ones where, like, you start in armor, and it took me a while to realize I got to get naked to beat the first guy because you're too heavy. Nice. It's a very, it's like a, th- a third person brawl game, but right. everyone, it's like, it's, it's not, it's not hard. It's just, you gotta, like, you're, you're cumbersome. You gotta be smart. You gotta be real smart and you gotta like block and dodge and do all sorts of crap. And it's not easy. It's not button mashing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are people doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Grim Fandango is nice because jokes, the puns, uh, it all holds up. I still, I still laugh out loud at certain bits. So I'm quite happy in the whole Casablanca references and everything is good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I still, I mean, I still have Homeworld remastered. I have several remastered. It's like, oh, I must play that because I haven't played that in ages. Oh, wow. like, yeah. Or they had all the, I accidentally, I accidentally bought like, for May the 4th, GOG, good old games. Because yeah. I got your GOG account, your Steam great. account. Yeah. So they had like, all the TIE Fighter games for like, a couple of years, a couple of pounds each. I really plan to adapt Fallout. Like the original Fallout, not the, not the crappy. The original one's on Steam. Is it on Steam? It's on, no, sorry, it's on GOG as well. I think. It's on GOG? Okay. I cool. have it. I downloaded it. I booted One, two, it and three. Yeah. Nice. And tactics. Ooh. Keep up, man. I gotta get back on Steam. Um, mention the papercraft stuff, which you said the Kirigumi stuff. So I'll put the video up to this as well. Have you ever heard of Kirigumi? Yes. So it's you make a single piece of paper into a 3D face, a pop up or something, a or face a mask or something. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah. This guy does. He hasn't got rights to Star Wars, but someone should fucking someone from Loop Disney or just get the fuck over there and get him to do a book of this crap that you can score yourself. Excuse yeah. Me. Because what he does is he scores the paper. I'm using my hands while we're doing a podcast. 
he scores the paper and then folds pieces up so he creates like the, the paper forms the base of a, a stage almost okay so there's ones where it's like Leah leaning over to touch or two with the sides of the ship around her yeah, he he does it as an exhibition because he can't really monetize it any other way. He can only show his art. He can't. He can't. Yeah, he can't make money off of it. Yeah. So he's doing a, a there's a video online. I think it's on. I think it's on Indiegogo to get uh, funding for the art room because he wants to put them in. They all want to be want to be right properly lit and all that kind of stuff. So there are like they're just amazing looking pieces of work, and he just makes them with a knife and one single piece of paper. I know, which is sad. <coughs> there's other ones like the layers in the Death Star, you know, all these kind of things and stuff like that. It's amazing. So I'll put a link up in the, in the show notes. Cool. Kirigami, it's very very cool. And lastly, because again, no physical stuff, all virtual stuff. After Ad Max, I'm going to post a link in the um, in the show notes, and I'm going to make the text bigger because I made it too small. Um, it's ACS Victoria presents a wonderful explanation of what went into filming Mad Max Fury Road, presented by the film cinematographer John Seal, ACS ASC, and second unit cinematographer David Burr in Melbourne for the Victoria branch of the ACS. It's two hours long. I'm going to settle down and watch that this evening. I think it's a video. It's on Vimeo. Nice. Okay. So I shall be posting that link in the show notes. So Cool. Alright, we're running a bit long, but it doesn't matter. You've been waiting a long time for this, so we're going to settle in. You're not rushing off, right? I'm not rushing off. i got a way to go. Okay, emails. So, we'll get through some of these. Jinxie Cat asks, best child slash kid actor you've seen in a movie recently? Huh. Oh, and we never research these anyway, so it's always a tough thing. That's it. Tough one. Have you seen The Babadook? No, I haven't actually. The Babadook, uh, it's a good horror movie. Yeah. The kid in it is amazing for being, like I'm getting tingles now, for being the most annoying fucking kid on the planet. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? It's a very so odd... you're happy when he dies? No, he doesn't die. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> um, he doesn't, it's not that. It's just like he is a, pro, a, the pro, a problem child, but it, it's a real problem child. It's not a kid actor acting up. Or a little kid saying, I want fireflies. Like, you can under, he's troubled. Right. And he pulls that off at like 8, 9, 10, maybe I think it is. Like, you know, kind of kicking the back of the seat thing because he's yeah, got nervous yeah, energy yeah. kind of stuff. And the mother is just frazzled. And it's, combined, it's combined with the way they shoot it and stuff. But for the kid to pull that off and not to seem stagey or like acty. That's quite impressive. Yeah, because like, I was watching that. I was like getting more freaked out by the kid than by the Babadook. Because I'm like, this kid needs serious help. <laughs> like he I, and no one the school everyone was failing this kid actually you know what I'm trying to think and I don't know if I've seen I haven't seen many films recently with good kid actors or with any kid actors mm. I think what's been out is it's that time of year isn't it January onwards there aren't any there'll be two cute kids in Jurassic World the girl in uh, Tomorrowland I don't know her name the actress she looks very familiar but I don't know her name yeah, and they make her look um, incredibly old on the poster which is creepy as fuck she looks like Saoirse Ronan um, yeah, just George Clooney gets his name on the title card. No, she of course she does. No, but yeah, I mean, she's a teenager, but she's cool. Um, I'm trying to think. That baby from um, The Walking Dead's pretty nice. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, TV counts. Yeah. Well, if, if TV counts, then I have to say, I, I, I enjoy all of the kids in Modern Family because they've grown up and they've become... They they've become, grown up with you. Well, they have, but also the comic timing. The comic timing is actually really, really good. I still haven't got into that. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm really I'm really impressed with the comic timing. Yeah. Uh, and they've had it ever since they were, like, super young. Yeah. But uh, I'm impressed with those kids. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they don't really kids anymore. Sorry about that, uh, Jinxie Cat. Yeah. Uh, email two comes in from my mate Dave, who's a regular correspondent podcast, and he's been on one virtually from Ireland. Nice. He's, he's my mate Dave, and he hates me calling that. Hey, Dave... Um, he sent this in um, 
A life-size silicone model of actor Lance Henriksen as the recently bisected bishop from Aliens created by artist Neil Goldsmith. The model is currently for sale. Lance suggests you buy two. So I'm going to link up to this. And it is actually Bishop from the end of Aliens with his white guts spilling out all over the floor. And the second photo is even better because there's Lance Henriksen flipping you the bird. <laughs> Holy shit, that is the best thing ever. <laughs> I just want that on my couch next to me all the time. Yeah, just sitting like that watching TV. <laughs> with it, with, uh, the look on his face, just balance a, bag, a, a tube of Pringles or a bag of Doritos on his chest. On his chest? Yeah. Oh my God, that's brilliant. It's awesome, right? So Dave sent that in. That's very cool. I'll put the links up in the post. Um, um, email comes in from uh, Maxine he says hello again which western would you like to have remade ooh mm. this is a good one um, actually you know I'll tell you the there were two westerns that I saw a few years ago when we went through this kind of a big golden age you know yeah. tr- ending up in kind of true grit right so yeah. one was the um, the Robert Ford the by the killing, uh, by the, the assassination, of, the assassination uh, of, of Jesse James, by, Jesse the, James Robert, by the Robert, Robert Ford. Ford. Really enjoyed that. Music was fantastic. The pacing was great. Or the Fafas Kaka. Sorry? Fafas Kaka. And then the other one, the other brilliant remake was 310 to Yuma, mm. which was fantastic. Yeah, that was good. Right? Uh, what I would like to see, one of my favorite westerns is. Actually, I don't want to see this remake. So that's the problem, I was going to say. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like, it's very hard. That if, if you like it that much, you like it because it's what it is. Like, I would say High Plains Drifter, right? High Plains Drifter yeah, is the one with the town, of, the, ta- yeah. the town called Hell, right? Correct. So my dad, when you set my dad over Christmas holidays and all that, like, they would just put on um, Spaghetti Westerns. Every couple of years, they would just do it. Again, filling in the fucking schedules, right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if it was, if it was um, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly or any of those... We would watch it all the way through, and like High Plains Drifter blew me away. It was like so relentlessly grim and horrific. <laughs> no, because so the one, the first western I ever saw as a kid was Magnificent Seven. Ah. Uh, if you count that as a western, I think it counts. Yeah. Um, which, which, in, which in itself is a remake of Seven Samurai, but yeah. still, I remember what I, it's so distinct because it was the first movie I saw where the heroes die. Ah. You know, there's only three of them left at the end of it, right? Yeah. And I was traumatized uh, because. Good guys aren't supposed to die. Yes. <laughs> and Little Uma came face to face with death. With death, right? And But I, what I want to know, but I'm just thinking, what would it be like if it was updated? I, it, they're doing it, that. It, it's in production. What? Magnificent Seven's in production. Seriously? Yes. Oh, man. You don't keep, you don't keep up at all, do you? No, I don't keep up at all. <laughs> with everything. That's insane. I did not know that. Great okay. radio. Well, Listen to man type on laptop. Well, there we go. That answers your Let question. Let me think. I'm trying to think who they are. 2017. Who have they cast in this? This is going to hurt me, isn't it? Yes. Who's, who's playing your Brenner? Credited cast. So, Chris Pratt, Vincent D'Onofrio, Jason Momoa, Matt Bomer, Denzel Washington, Ethan. Is this real? Ethan Hawke, Luke Grimes, Haley Bennett, Byung Hon Lee. I'm liking all of that so far. Wagner <laughs> um, Mora and Kevin Wayne. Now, most of those, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, don't have names attached. Okay. So, so that's, I don't know if it's real. Yeah, but I don't know. But it's, it's looking good so far. Any director attached? Um, it's hard to say. The in-production pages look different. <laughs> yeah, no, it's John Sturge. It's the original. Where is it? Anton Fuqua. 
Oh, this could be good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, answer your question and my dreams come true. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, though. Other Westerns, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but Foucault's last movie was a piece of crap. What was that? Uh, that White House movie. White House? No, there were two at yeah. the same time. He White House, did the White one House with down. Jamie Foxx, I think. Ca- Ca- White House down, Cam- something, Camelot has fallen? Was that one of them? No. Yeah, yeah something has fallen, not Camelot. Um, there's White House down and then something, yeah. DC has fallen, the White House has fallen. Yeah, that's weird. Because there's a, there's a semi-sequel in London, right? I saw the posters for this. Really? I think it's London down or London something or other like that. And it's got like uh, Big Ben under attack. I was just going to say, because number 10 is kind of boring. Yeah. Okay. It's just the black door. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't no, come you in. Can't <laughs> Shove it through the letterbox. Thanks for your questions. You can email us questions at podcast at McGavin Fries. That's podcast at McGavin Fries. You usually have to say it twice. We've been doing it for nine years, eight years now, so we keep doing it. Um, on to movie reviews. Let's not bury the lead. Let's dive straight into Mad Max. Oh, oh, oh. So I'm recording this fresh. I literally drove over here from the cinema after watching Mad Max. So what are you talking about IMAX? Uh, no, not on IMAX. Oh. Yeah. So I did it at KLCC because it's around the corner from where you live. Okay. Were yeah. they 3D? Yes, it was 3D. Because I there's something wrong with the place I go to for the press screenings. Because the, the, the Avengers was an hour late. Oh, wow. And an hour and a half late. There was no indication given why. Someone mentioned it might be something with the hard drive. The age of technology, ladies and gentlemen. To be fair, that happens a lot. Yeah. And then for Mad Max, it wasn't intriguing. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that happens a lot because they get the wrong code sometimes. Um, and they kind of lock the film. Fuck. <laughs> I, I think it was, I remember there was once where they actually had to delay the screening by a day. And it was Mission Impossible 4. Oh, there was one where something was broken completely and they cancelled it and I was out in the area where Gavin lives and I was going to go to his house directly afterwards and it was 10 o'clock, it was going to go ahead to 3 or 4 and he wasn't going to be there till then so I couldn't go over early so I was stuck there and they were like we can either do it later today or we can reschedule next week and everyone agreed next week but they gave us a free card and I went straight in and watched the last Hobbit movie. Yeah. And how unfortunate for you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Mad Max. Yeah, that's how good my life is. That was one of my worst days of all. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a great movie. Yes. This this is hands down a fantastic film. George and Miller. This thing has changed. So we should do the, the, the setup. It's Mad Max. He's in the wild and he's captured by some war yeah. boys. And because he's got universal donor blood type, like the, the, the tattoo he said, I saw someone on the trailer. You can see the running like... They actually say road, they actually type road, road warrior. warrior yeah. like lots of scars, heels fast, all those kind of, or heels well enough anyway. And uh, he, a war boy named uh, Nux needs a top up. And these war boys are like irradiated, like white freaks. They're essentially, they're not going to live long. They've got tumors and shit. And like, no one else seems to be like them apart from that one area, if you know what I mean. Like other people look clean and normal-ish. Correct. So, so there's some... the war boys are all genetically fucked. Yeah, there's something about that area that's giving everyone cancer. Yeah. Right? So... They go off after Imperia, Imper- uh, uh, Furiosa. Imperi- Imperator Furiosa That's right. steals a war rig that was on its way to Gastown to kill that. Um, and they, he gets dragged along. Yeah. And the rest of the movie is the chase. It is. It's a chase film. Yeah. It's a chase film. It's a road film. Um, and it's a... It's just trying just... to figure out how many possible ways you can jump from one vehicle to another or attack one vehicle from another without using guns all the time. And it's been a long time. I mean, you know, this is a real car movie. Yeah. Fast and Furious is great. Fast and Furious is 
it is exaggerated to the point of cartoonness. Yes. But this isn't cartoony. No. This feels incredibly real and incredibly Crazy. plausible. I read oh. somewhere that every car is drivable. In oh yeah, trip. yeah. No, that they, they built those vehicles yeah. so long ago. They built them. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. Yeah. Right? No. But and they call them uh, in more time Joe's one the Giga Horse. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's so, like a limo. Uh, it's like a funny car limo. They're all funny cars and jumped well, up. Crap. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a limo on top of four wheel drive with another limo yeah. crammed on top of. But it. But they've right? always been drivable. All those vehicles have always been drivable in all the movies. Have they have been to in be. all the movies? Okay, yeah, they have to be. I mean, like they, well, they didn't have. They don't. Have put, they don't. They don't have many. Sh- they don't have too many shots of inside the car where you've got to be on the back of the trailer or something like that. Yeah. I mean, Total long. Like those are visceral car chase movies, and there's always outside shots of them driving. So, George Miller's done all three. I mean, all four now. Yeah. Uh, first one was in 79, right? Yeah. Uh, 79, 81, 85. And 85. Right? Now, this movie is... So, it's, this is not a reboot. It is not a prequel. It's yeah. a direct follow-up without Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, and so, it just follows the Mad Max storyline. And here's the thing. This is what I love most about this film. It is a fully realized, developed world. Yes. That doesn't require... And this is what's so cunning about this movie doesn't require you to have watched any of the previous movies mm-hmm. you don't need to understand the backstory no nope. but some and and, and and there's plenty right there's plenty of backstory there's plenty of slang weird language yeah. all of this stuff and yet it's completely accessible yeah you got to get the guzzling yeah things like that and even the curse words what, what does she say what does she call people uh, sh- not schmuck but it's it's something that rhymes with schmuck oh you know one of the war- snaggles something something like that. That. oh yeah. schleen so, yeah, yeah. yeah. one of those weird thing it's just, that, that sounded a bit weird but there's another thing where one of the war boys is going to go kind crazy yes and like, they do they this chrome their teeth and the then teeth witness me and he's saying like warsaw or something or sour so he's saying some like russian word or something it sounds like and there's no explanation but when everyone else cheers it you go like okay and then he just goes with something crazy yeah but it's something incredibly accessible yeah. you're already immersed into this world and i think that is some phenomenal writing to be able to pull that off yeah because i'm watching the third movie of the hobbit and and even at that film i can see someone who hasn't seen the first two movies be completely lost oh yeah because that doesn't, that doesn't yeah right and, and, and but that's and, not that's that's that's, that's an unfair comparison because that's not really a standalone movie that's part three of a fucking nine-hour epic no it is but at the same time i'm just thinking that with this you could because people get lost with the people feel that they're out of touch with the lingo with the slang with the elvish with the oh with, with all of that stuff this one is. It could pass off as Elvish. The kind of language. Kind of, but it's about. all you know. You can kind of. It's rhyming. It rhymes a bit or something like that. There's always. A, there's always a way in. Yeah, they've created their own slang. They've created their own lingo, and it works, right? And so this is what impressed me most about this film. This fully realized world. Yeah, I, I, the, the the fact that she's going to Gas Town and they get the other henchmen from Bullet the Bullet Farm. Bullet Farm. Joe's got the water. That's how it works. That's their economy. That's what's left after the oil wars and the water wars, as they say. Yeah. So they trade with each other, and that's how people survive in this arid nuclear wasteland. And there's a there's a lovely clip in the the opening. There's an opening uh, just explaining very briefly a voiceover. It's like I think it's I, it could be a line from one of the other movies. It was like our bones our bones are poison. I don't know if it's a line from the movie. I can't but remember the other ni- It's a nice see, idea, and that yeah. feeds into the war boys. And like Immortan Joe's whole thing is like trying to have viable children. Yes. Because he's obviously already this uh, being a fuck Prince Har- uh, Baron Harkon and asshole. <laughs> Essentially, that's what he is, yeah. right? Um, it is also one of the most visually stunning films I've seen in a long time. I had worried because that initially that trailer with the sandstorm that was obviously early when they released the trailer. It looks way cleaner and also it's not a huge big set piece. Like there's a, there's a, there's a, there's that bit of the car going off. 
But that's yes. to set up how dangerous it is. Yes. And after that, it is more in, you're in close again and like the dust is in your face. Yeah. And Max is hanging off the back of a car by a fucking IV drip on around the chain Gee. and trying desperately to get inside. Yeah. While Nicholas Holt is going nuts. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he wants to, he wants to go to Valhalla, right? So yeah, he, he wants, wants to, well, Joe has, they're fanatical followers. He wants, everywhere's full of fanatics in this place. Like, he wants, they're going to follow, he carries them to Valhalla. But they're like, they're all about the V8 God, essentially. Like, yes. There's a lot of lines about that and stuff like that. Or he even said Tom Hardy's like, I want his high octane crazy blood. Yeah. There's just, it's, yeah, it's just a, a great world it made. But the action is like, it's just constant. Well, there's, 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 there's breaks, but it's like, it's just, it is just a chase movie just trying to get on that fucking truck. It's so good. No, there are no set pieces. Everything is one, it's mm. one long set piece. Mm. So it's not like Fast and the Furious where they have, they have chatty bits and then there are four set pieces that yeah. tie the film together. This is one long They have chase. chatty bits during, during the chase. Yes, when, when, when the car suddenly breaks down because yeah. the engine's overheated. Then they have two minutes to chat before yes. they get back on the road again. And and that feels nice. For me, uh, you know, before the podcast started, we were talking about this. It felt very Sundance, Butch and Sundance mm. to me, because they're constantly being chased by this elusive, shadowy character. Mm. You see him, yeah. and he talks, and he's and he's being all evil and rah, rah, rah. But the char- the, the, that's not the focus of the story. The no. story is them. It's Max, Max and, and Charlize uh, Theron, Furiosa. Charlize Theron, by the way, who is just... Phenomenal. She's amazing. Even with the, I mean, there's no real reason why she needs a robot arm. And I presume that was awkward to work around, but fuck it. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. And when she takes it off occasionally, it's kind of freaky. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and no, and that, and, and it really works. And, and yeah. hers is the, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm hers sorry. is the, the, the beating heart of this movie as well. Like, you know, Max is a blank slate when you meet him. And, and just, I, I think that's very clever too. Yeah. Because they're clearly setting it up for another trilogy. I don't know if it's going to happen, but they're clearly setting it up for another trilogy. Yeah, Miller said, said he, one thing he said, like, I feel like a woman who's given birth to a very large baby. Like, I don't want to talk about anything about doing it again anytime soon. Well, it's taking him 30 years to make this one. Yeah, but I mean, he was busy doing the babe movies and Happy Feet. And Happy Feet, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it took him 30 years to realize, hang on, I don't need to use milk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, the press notes and things said, like, the, the, the next one will be called Furiosa. Why isn't this one called Furiosa? Oh, but no, but there, there is. No, I mean, can, I mean, when you get to one, the end, you can see they're setting up something. They are. But she I will mean, no longer be the Imperator, because that's, I presume, that's like a. Again, they never explain what it is, just assume she's a high ranking lieutenant. Yeah. But the end kind of sets up something, and, you know, Max isn't left on a road with an overturned car again, again. which is nice. But there is, you know, he has found himself again, and there's something that could come, you know, there could be a conflict between the two of them in the future, maybe. But. The reason I say why this isn't called Furiosa because she carries this film. I mean, yeah. uh, Tom Hardy's in it and he's Max and he's the title character, but Charlize Theron's the one uh, where everything. So if the best way his to character it motivation is, is I gotta get out of here. That's yeah, I gotta survive. Right? Nothing There's this like that. Vo where he goes, that's the only thing that's left for me to do. That's yeah. the only thing I know how to do, right? Yeah. Survive. But I guess the best analogy is throughout this film, the camera is pointed at her. Yes, and it set off a whole load of meninists online. Did you see that? No. A whole load of asshole men's rights activists were all like, it's a Mad Max movie. And I think even I have... Wait, 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 wait. There are men's rights activists? You never heard of these things? No, I kind of ignore these Yeah, if you're more into the video games area, you'll find out. Oh, they were the guys doing the whole... Okay. Yeah, the other, the Gamergate thing. The Gamergate thing. It's a whole load of people who are just like, well, where's my rights? Like, dude, you're privileged. Fuck off. (laughs) You're... Look at all, you know, 
we get we got it good, like, yeah. fellas, fellas. We got it good. No, let me tell you. We once uh, a few years ago, Joe and I wanted to do. We we did a we wanted to do a parody podcast about on WTF about uh, exploitation of men mm-hmm. in film, right? Um, and we googled male exploitation in movies, and it came back. Did you mean female exploitation? <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple like that as well. It's <laughs> there like, is, yeah. So there is nothing of the sort. Yeah, but. Uh, no, but I thought it made it. I thought it made for a much stronger Mad Max movie. Yes, yeah, because I mean, he, uh, he kind of gets this, he comes to turn. He, he's around people who are okay, like normal, relatively normal, good people for a while, and that gets him to come back out of his shell again. But she's the one. She's got the purpose. She's got the confidence. She's she's incredibly capable. Um, one of the biggest emotional points of the movie is hers when they reach their destination. Yeah, and that's it. That it didn't. Oh, yeah, it's but that moment's beautiful as well and you buy that because she's a badass and she's like this, the char- this character there she's not I don't want to say the strong female character because that's been no, dismissed it's, as, you know it's, it's like it's like oh I'm strong female you know but it's not you write a character and she had, she is the character and Max is actually the blank template and you understand every point of her motivation as well um, yeah. there is nothing you don't have to suspend disbelief yeah. with regard I mean you know I was telling you when I walked in the door I said if all is fair in the world this is the kind of movie that should be nominated for an Oscar yeah but it won't be. Yeah. But the acting was superb. And I go back to how stunning stunning it was visually, right? Mm. For me, it, was, it really was visual porn at certain points. I mean, the last time I felt this amazed or in awe at a movie was probably Prometheus. Mm. Uh, was that right before you got incredibly annoyed with it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the, so, the, the, sorry, the, the color thing. All the press photos, I mean, the original photo they released was kind of this gray tint to it. Did you notice that? All for the, Mad Max. For Mad Max. All the press photos they've given me, Yes. they're all washed out and silver-toned or something or whatever that that, that, that No, it's a lot brighter, called. the movie. Yeah, the movie's a lot. It's redder and like the, the color changes throughout. Like you said before we started as well, we've got to stop saying that. Um, you know, they do... It's not just... When we say it's just the chase, there are beats in the chase where it's slightly slower, slightly faster and there's night time and stuff like that and the, the color mood changes and everything changes through it. It, it looks... Like it, it's visually interesting. You're right. It's it's completely and it drives the tone. Yeah. So it's not a single. It's not a single shade. So um, it drives the emotion. It drives the tone. It drives the story. Um, there's a lot of thought that's gone into this. And that I go back to this world. It's not just thing. cars go boom. Yeah, it isn't. And I think you know credit to George Miller. I think he's done a. It, it's interesting because I need to watch the first three Mad Max movies again. It's been years. I think probably a decade since I've seen them. A lot of people have been doing that. Like my editors at Starburst were all watching two. I think Tony Petro, Petra is watching every single one. I recently. saw his Facebook page, postings, right? He's been watching uh, one a night for the last couple of nights. Right. And I have to watch them all again because I have a feeling... It, it, this one feels to me like... I think... And I don't know how much money and time and all of that he had in the past mm. in the 80s. But it feels like someone's given him the opportunity to make the movie he wants to make. Mm. I mean, the first one is not... What we believe, what we think of as a Mad Max movie, it's like it's a jumping off point. It's a ju- yeah, but it does have some of the crazies in there. The second one, when you've got Lord Humongous or the the, the Humongous, like there's very much a visual callback there in Rictus, the big the big guy who works for Immortal John, or even Immortal John himself. Yeah. And the actual tanker thing itself is the end of Mad it's Max Two. Yeah. They just made it bigger, and there's no Virginia Hay this time being a badass. Correct. They have instead Charlie Theron being a badass. badass. Hang yeah. on a second. Yeah. <laughs> And then the third one is just a long chase uh, with, with Turner. Tina Turner being a badass. <laughs> oh my God, he's just making the same movie over and over again. He's just like, he just keeps adding, he's been chemically mixing together. Like, okay, we don't need loads of kids. Yeah, 
No, he is making the same film, but why does it work, dude? Because it's awesome. Why, why am I so enthralled? I would be pissed off if, if... I've seen sequels which are exactly the same and I get really annoyed with them. Because it's not exactly the same. He's a, he's a DJ. He's a remixer. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's remixing his own stuff. He's like, yeah. he's changing yeah. it up. No, know? but it, it, it's he's working with a very rich science fiction fantasy that he's created. Yes. And I think he's not he's not doing a George Lucas. He's not trying to perfect his flaws in yes. every movie, which what which is what George Lucas kept. That's what he started off doing, and then he just went insane, then, power mad. Then he just went power mad. I have heard um, a couple of podcasts and other things have mentioned watching the making of. I think the episode one that's on YouTube, the whole thing is. I haven't seen that. Yeah. And it's like watching it now is hilarious. Oh really? Because they're like. So we have with these ideas, and George's like, well, that's okay. And he says okay to everything, apparently. And like, just, um, is it McCallum was the producer? Yeah, Rick McCallum. Rick McCallum, just all his comments, just like, hubris, the movie. Because <laughs> they seem to be, they really, they really think they've got something. And yes, they made a lot of money, but fuck those guys. I only reached that point later, you know? Really? Did, did you not? I mean, when you first walked out of the cinema after episode one, you were happy, right? No. Oh, I was happy. I was on a high. And really? then later when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, there is so much wrong with this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, this is like Jar Jar, I think, and just the pod race and just that fucking annoying kid. I could, I, this could turn into Jake Lloyd. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's, a, that's a completely different podcast. Yeah. Uh, also, Tom Hardy does, uh, sounds like Bane if he was intelligible. Slightly, I mean, weird. He's, he just talks weirdly. He's croaking for But it's the bit. same voice. Is it? Doesn't it sound like the same voice? Like he doesn't, he doesn't with say it. He isn't muffled. But he has a mask on at the beginning. He does, he does, yeah. <laughs> and no one knew who he was in this movie until he put on the mask and then took it off again. Um, I do like the way he keeps referring The only thing he refers to is like, that's mine. His car. Yes. It's the last of the V8 it's and the just the gets V8. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, like he, yeah, oh, now I think about it. Yeah, he kind of, that's when I think about taking the piss out of his voice, that's why he is croaking and doing that kind of. Correct. Yes, yeah. That's weird. He's remixed himself as well. Hey. But it's a good movie. This movie's movie. a big old remix. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. And I mean, some of the early reviews, I mean, one of the things I always say is like, temper your expectations. I've got to the point now where I, I've been burned in the past, so I go in expecting a middling movie. Right. I mean, it can be fun to kick a shitty movie. They're one of the easiest reviews you ever write. Yeah. But... And, 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 and the most pleasurable reviews you ever write. Yeah. But after, after a certain point, you're going to say, i got to stop kicking this dead baby. Um... But likewise, you know, you can over-amp something sometimes as well. Because like, the day before I went, there was a whole load of uh, IndieWire and all these US reviews came on. They weren't embargoed. I was embargoed. Fuck those guys. Um, all saying, like, best action movie of like the last 10 years or something like that. Or, like, it's amazing. All kinds of it's, it's good. It's really good. It's just don't... It's not... I don't think it's that. Yeah, I don't think I, it needs to be that. I think I, it's a great movie. I think it's a great movie. I, it doesn't have to be the best action movie in 20 years. Yeah. I don't, no, it doesn't have to be. But I think... It's if George Miller can continue making movies like this, yeah. I think we're on to something. I think we're on to a great blockbuster start. Season what start, age right? is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, age of Ultron was a good kickstart. I think this is a nice, worthy successor to maintain that kind of high octane yeah. mark, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a lovely antidote as well to punching CGI robots. Yes. Because the is. only, the only, the, the trailer had the weirdness about that sandstorm. Was like mm, that looks a bit weird. Excuse me. But I think the only CG they really did in the movie was to show the people falling off the cars. 
if you think back, I don't think they showed enough. They showed a bit of that in the other movies, but not quite as much where they were doing it at massive speed because they couldn't really do it. Was it? Was it? You think that was CGI? I think some of it might be. But when they're when they are fucking motoring and okay, someone okay. falls someone off falls it, under a car, okay, yeah, yeah. They, you see the bodies, the tr two or three bodies spinning away from a car as it flips end over end. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of that, and those guys. The white of their skin contrasts beautifully with the red of the with desert, the of and, the desert. Soon, and their blood their blood will soon be all over. But there's a lot. There's a couple of like balletic shots of them spinning through the air yeah. in slow mo. Did you did you notice? I'm not sure if the projector was broken in mind. I have to mention this in my reviews in case I was completely off. The actions at one and a half times speed sometimes, right? Ah no, I thought that was very cool. Yeah, no, but it's, it's actually that happened, right? I think so. Yeah, like even in the beginning, at the beginning the when he's trying to shot, when he's trying to run. Yeah, it's like it's it's it's, it's scrabbling. It's really brief. frenetic. It's yeah. really really cool. And I, after I saw, that's why I need to watch them again because I think he might have done that in one or two of the other ones as well. For some of the driving scenes, like, was like freaking out in the car. I didn't watch that. I have no idea. One and two, three blur for me. Yeah, really. I think I saw. Well, I saw three first. Okay. And then, like I, said, I think I saw two, and then I saw, I saw them in reverse order. The last time I saw it was probably in university when I was forcing someone at university to watch it because they never watched it. Nice. And that was over a decade ago, so yeah, <laughs> too long. Yes. The Road Warriors should be well. I think the Road, the Road Warriors is the most Mel Gibson of them all. Oh, also, can I say this is, some of the reviews, right, have been, it's the most patronizing shit ever. It's like, oh... 70 year old director makes a great action movie why because he's 70 yeah. he can't make a great action movie he's doing what he loves and he's you exactly know. Uh, um, and, and, it's, and same goes with the whole strong woman blah blah Charlize Theron kind of thing uh, people seem to fall into similar tropes when trying to express what a great character she plays yeah yeah no, yeah, you, you have to watch out for that. It's really hard. I, I, I caught myself sometimes as well. Like I haven't actually mentioned the female characters here, which I should. Some I, I didn't want to mention because I didn't actually mention in my reviews what she has that he wants. Yeah, don't. No, you shouldn't. I didn't. Ah, Some okay. people, a lot of people would. I, yeah. I find that intensely annoying. I give you the setup and then we go from there. I don't want to fuck around with that. Correct. So go see Mad Max. Um, I also got to see Tomorrowland. Bastard. So, I mean, I was following this quite a lot from the beginning because it was the original, was it... Is it Lindelof and Abrams or was it Lindelof and Bird who had the box? Oh, we found this box in Disney or some shit. That's like that. right. But they were kind of half-ass joking. It wasn't like, oh, this is, oh, we found this box. What's in it? They were kind of like, yeah, we found this box. Maybe there's something in here that impacts this movie and all yeah. that stuff. So it is trying to turn Tomorrowland. The Tomorrowland, is it a ride or is it a spa? It's a ride. It's an, it's an actual ride. It's a ride. If I'm not mistaken, there, there is a train that goes through. Okay. I thought Tomorrowland was where Space Mountain is. Oh, is it really? I think so. I don't know. I remember, I've only been to Disneyland Paris. I remember there being a train the, 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 in the, Florida. The ele elevated one. Yeah, but with the Tomorrowland logo. Yeah, well, that, that, would, that would be the, 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 the maglev that runs around the place. I, I was eight. I can't remember now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, th th there's been a whole mystery of like, what is Tomorrowland? The trailer has the girl finding this pin where she can see it. Touches it. And she sees this amazing 50s style futuristic place. Yeah. And But, but she's still wherever she is, which is a lot of comedy as she walks into things. And... Normally, you would start a movie with the person who's your main point character and go, it's very hard to talk about the plot because it's a mystery box. You know, you don't want to give it away. Like, they showed a long sequence of her meeting George Clooney before a lot of movies recently, before The Avengers. Yep. Um, well, didn't introduce it. But you'd think from all you've seen, they're going to start with her character and move to her character. What they start with is a kind of a cute introductory sequence where George Clooney's talking directly to the camera with her off camera. And he tells a little bit of his tale growing up and his encounter with Tomorrowland okay and then it cuts to her side 
So you get a, a hint of what's coming, but you're not sure what's going on. Okay. And then you get to her side, and she happens across this pin, and then she goes looking for it. They get together, and then they need to get to Tomorrowland. And it's it's the idea of what if all the great thinkers and scientists and engineers and all that were able to work unfettered by you know all the hangups of the world and crap. And it's like, well, they just come up with their own. I mean, there's a, there's an element of you'd come up with your own evil politicians. Yeah. That, 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 that's not, that's not like, that's not like the politicians are from Mars. That's like, that's what people do when you get them together in big enough numbers. Yeah. So there's a slight disingenuity, they're lying a little bit there. <laughs> it's ingenious. <laughs> but, um, I was very tired today. Um, so, I mean, it's a good rollicking adventure movie. There's evil robots after them. They got to get to a certain place because it's not, a, Tomorrowland is not here. It's a different place in a way. You have to do something to get there. Okay. And most of those play some things have been closed down now. And okay. they have a they have a sister they have an assistant who is kinda of helping them out with stuff. Uh, who's kinda of cool as well. Again, this is talking about strong female characters. These are the main character and this little girl of oh, that, that fuck it. That kid is is a good kid actor. Alright. She's a very good because she's Do we know her name? No. I can't remember her name either. Yeah. Although she look who does she look like? Does no, but I'm not like... talking about I'm not talking about the blonde on the poster. Oh, there's you're there's another about. kid who hasn't been in anything yet. Ah, okay. And uh, she's playing a weird kind of character but um, I gotta write a review about this. Um, but you know, it's a kids' action movie. It's a kids' adventure movie. Right. There are evil robots. There are friendly robots. They're gonna get to a place to stop a thing. It comes off at the end though, slightly anticlimactic. But is it only because they're setting you up for Tomorrowland too? No. Day up in Tomorrowland. <laughs> that needs to be a T-shirt. <laughs> It's just we need to get the get the get the most recognizable Tomorrowland thing and just have the snow <laughs> coming off it like the Statue of Liberty. Um, no, it's just like it's it's a bit of a, it ends with a, a it's a bit of a damn squib at the end I found. Okay. But okay. but I still think that it's not it's not for us. I think it's more for kids because there is a good uh, message in there for kids. I think it's like those great kids movies we had in the eighties like yeah. Explorers Goonies, or uh, Goonies, Monster Alice. Squad. Yeah. Oh, Monster, Monster Squad. Wolfman's got nerds. Yeah. Those ones where like the, the parents are mostly out of the picture and the kids got to rely on their ingenuity and all this kind of stuff. And and especially here because she has to rely on her own wits. But it's, it's like it's a good thing for um oh this is what it's a good thing for science, technology, engineering, and mathematical uh, things because it makes it cool. Yeah, it's that's that's another thing I, I thought about the gem trailer. They like, they could have made engineering and computer science interesting for girls. Yeah, not not some girl going oh what's YouTube? I yeah. don't like being videoed. Yeah. <laughs> Did she actually say that in the trailer? She does. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Any kid that age today is already on YouTube. <laughs> but, you know, this makes it cool so, and she figures things out and you get to see it a thing and Luke Hulari turns up and then there's a thing they got to stop and they stop it because it's a kid's movie and oh, nice. Well, so, see, I like Brad Bird. I think, I think he pulled off Mission Impossible 4 better than I, I expected. Forgetting to you watch need it. To watch Mission Impossible. I know. Because five new, is coming out. Especially since the new one's coming out. Simon Pegg looks awesome. Yes. Um, but yeah, I like Brad Bird in Incredibles, uh, Mission Impossible Four, and Giant. Uh, and so he does have a very distinct directorial style in mm. stories as well. Mm. Uh, with the exception of Mission Impossible Four, Incredibles and Iron Giant are cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they almost hit the exact same beats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> from beginning, middle, end, right? Well, that yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he's part of the, he's part of the story team at Pixar, right? He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I read I read the book by Ed Catmull about you know 
how to manage that because they're artists and also engineers and the yeah. managing aspect of it and all that kind of crap and then I read it and I was like really inspired and all this kind of crap and then it turned out he had conspired with Apple and everyone else to keep prices down pay pay down uh, for the, uh, for the CG stuff. people yeah, yeah. So I was like fuck that book yeah. <laughs> if, I, if it wasn't on my Kindle I'd burn it because <laughs> it was all about I'm you know so angry, it was all about you know, how to, you know the, our process or noticing that the table was the wrong shape in the room and all yes, that crap yes 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 all that stuff yeah all that stuff and also everyone was underpaid so that helped yeah <laughs> But the yeah, it doesn't have the Pixar twist at the end. There's no like it's not. So it doesn't. Sorry, I was gonna say Bradbird is part of the the story trust, right? He, he is. Yeah. So they all, but there's always a pick. There's usually a Pixar twist at the end point of the Pixar movie. Nemo, you think Nemo's dead? Um, what's the one in the Incredibles? Don't know. Toy Story, they're all gonna die in a fire. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. fucked it up. That's messed up. Yeah. Uh, no, but also, so but also, Pixar always had a thread for adults. Does this have yeah. something that appeals, or it doesn't? George Clooney. Uh, okay. Yeah, but he just plays your angry uncle, right? Uh, he's a bit angry uncle, but he's an angry uncle who used to be a an inspired kid, uh, and he's refining that thread. Nice. Okay. And he has a he has some cool doohickeys. I have a feeling I'm going to like this movie. Yeah. I just I, I was expecting a little bit more, and when you actually get to Adventureland, it's a bit run down, a bit like the real one, probably. <laughs> But it does have this nice touches, like, you know, at one point they go through the, it's a small world after all thing. Oh, very nice. You know, there's the world's, it starts in, there's, a, there's flashbacks since 1964, the world's fair and stuff like that. So. <laughs> so it's also a way for Disney to just sell the parks again. But no, but I was surprised they put that in because, like, that is one of the most mocked of all oh. the rides they ever have. Yeah. And the cute kid is called Rafi Cassidy. Okay. She's pretty cool. Oh, what's the other kid? The teenager, what's her name? Great radio, folks. Britt Robertson. So, like, her dad's a NASA engineer, and she wants to do that kind of stuff, and she figures things out and stuff. But I just, I just came away from it feeling a little meh at the end. I was expecting a little bit more. Are you recommending it? It's an, uh, it's like a middling. Like, it's, I wouldn't rush out to see it. Okay. Worth watching an IMAX. Um, Special effects, all that stuff, good. Is yeah, it, it, but I mean, it it's, a, it's a lot of it's a CGI people flying on jetpacks and stuff. But some of it's cool, but so I mean, is it a spectacle film? No. A little bit, yeah, a little okay. more so. And that doesn't wear me so much anymore. Okay. I'm old and I'm jaded. All right. Finally, with a quick review of Spy, because we said so people don't listen to two-hour podcasts, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Kai? So, um, I could break it up into two weeks, give us a breather to find the next host. Um, Spy is, Melissa McCarthy is an analyst at CIA. Yep. Um, the top CIA agents get compromised, so someone has to go in the field. On an observe and report mission only... Course, and but I'm not trained, sir. Well, she is trained. Okay. Because they're all, they're all, no, they've, they've all like. There's a point where they're, they're, everyone who works here is trained. It's just like there's a point happens where they split from analyst to agent. Right. Okay. So like, there's, 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 they explain that. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. So like, I mean, it's actually a plot point. Like one of her colleagues basically said, "Oh, you got sniped. He pushed you there because that way he didn't have to compete with you Very nice. in the field." Yeah, yeah. So she's Chloe Bennett and Jude Law is Jack Bauer. Okay. And then she's got to become Jack Bauer. Okay, okay. So it's not a, but I never fired a gun. Before. No, no, no. She's a capable agent. It's just okay. like, they keep fucking with her by giving her cover IDs are always like cat lady or gay, you know, gay divorcee, all this kind of shit. And like, it's like, come on. So this is her third collaboration with, with uh, Ghostbusters guy. Paul Feige. Yes. Not Kevin Feige. Paul Feige. Paul Feige. Yes. Yeah. And it turns out, I think those are the good ones. What do you mean? I, I didn't see Ta Tammy wasn't him, right? No, Tammy wasn't him. Tammy was god awful. Yeah, right. So uh, I haven't seen The Heat. The Heat is very funny. That's him. Yes. Um, uh, with Sandra Bullock. Yes. Very funny. 
Um, and there's another one here. What's the third one? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he knows what to do with her. Yeah. What he does best with her is she's the normal one. Yes. When in she's not playing she the grotesque. Yeah. She is the normal one and everyone around her is kind of a fuckwit. Okay. Primarily Jason Statham. I have never seen Jason Statham in that role before. No, really and it is it. incredibly awesome. So this is, again, this is the casting, the, the idea of flipping it that way. Um, and also, it's a Bond movie. Like, it, it, it doesn't look that way from the trailers, but when it starts and there's a cold open with a guy in a tuxedo infiltrating a fancy party with heavily armed fancy party and having a confrontation with a terrorist and there's kind of flute music playing, that that's what I want. That hit me like I got whiplash. Yeah. Because that's so many of those Bond movies start with. And it's not not the Bond theme. No, it's like, just, just, just some random kind of, classical shit. Yeah, it's just flute music in the background as he's like slowly walking, and like violins and flutes, and it kind of builds up then to the da da da. <laughs> yeah. It's that. Nice. So he's doing Melissa McCarthy as pre-Bond. <laughs> very nice and it plays the whole way through because there are henchmen there are villains there are cover identities she's got it when she starts in when she starts improvising wildly um because they keep giving her these shit like even when she went to the the q guy all the stuff he gives there gives her it's not like a lighter that's a bomb it's like um incontinence pills that look like that are anti-poison pills it's like what really that's just why would you do why would you put them in there and all her equipment is like horrible like if anyone sees it they're like oh you have some serious physical problems nice. medical problems so she's a horrifying embarrassed to use any of this crap but when she gets into her main her big cover identity swearing in this movie is fantastic did they cut anything? I don't know because they, oh they usually don't in the press screenings right? I don't know okay there's been a couple of things where they haven't cut the press screenings and they haven't cut the first week I've heard rumours of I've heard tell of that's interesting because you know in Avengers Age of Ultron there's a shit near the end. I think. Yeah, why did they cut that? Mm. When, uh, when when Fury goes, you're going to kiss your mother with that mouth? Yeah. And it's, 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 it's been building up for an hour and a half for that joke on Captain America, and you cut it. So does he say shit to them or something like that? He, or something? No, but he doesn't. You just have Fury going, you're going to kiss your mother with that oh, mouth? Oh, okay. And sorry, it's just right. hanging there. Right. I'm thinking, <laughs> I, was thinking, I thought it was called an answer. I think the other way around. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, she gets real fucking nasty with her swearing. Nice. Um, and it's great and oh, Rose Byrne gets a shout out because she's the she's the link to the villain and she's a spoiled horrible bitch and she's brilliant at it excellent she's absolutely brilliant stay them like there's just there's a scene where he lists off all the horrible shit that, that's happened to him as a kind of statement of credentials because he's so thick he thinks the CIA has oh, this is the other thing it's the CIA and apart from Melissa McCarthy and Alison Janney Everyone else is English, like like Jude Law, Jason Statham, uh, is it Melinda Hart? She's on BBC, I think it is. Okay. She's on a TV show, Melinda, Melinda. It's like, it's weird, they're all English. But um, he just lists off these, this like, it's, you could probably have, it's probably one of those Paul Feige improvised scenes where he's just listing off all the horrible things that have done to him. And she's like, what? I couldn't, your entire family? You know, it's just like, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> and he can't, he just fucks up everything. He's so thick, he thinks the CIA has a face-off machine. Nice. He's like, you can't go, oh, send me and I'll get her. So you can't go in and get her. She'll see you spot your mile off and kill you. He's like, put me in the face-off machine. He's like, well, we'll need 50 cents first because you know you got to pay. He's like, right, then I'll give you 50 cents. He's like, are you really that dumb? And that's an early joke. Nice. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, There's one of the funniest jokes is spoiled in the trailer. I would say, do not watch the trailer. Close your eyes and ears the trailer's on because one of the best jokes is in the cold open and it's in the fucking trailer. Right. I need to watch this movie. Yeah, no, no definitely. I'm a huge fan of Melissa McCarthy. Oh. And I think, uh, I'm looking forward to Ghostbusters. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, I mean, this this makes me confident because I didn't realize he'd done those four, four movies, and I need to watch the other two, The Heat and the other thing. Right. Yeah. No. No. I, I have faith in Paul Feig. Uh, I just have very little faith in the studio. Well, who is it? Sony, right? Or is it's, it Columbia? It's yeah. Well, Columbia, Sony. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's Sony because they announced this Ghostbuster franchise now. Yeah. Oh and yeah, so no, everyone's, everyone's going to no the massive like girl power, but also we have a boy team if you don't mind. That's the whole yeah. meninism crap again. It's like just you put your because this movie may not appeal to all the teenage boys. All this franchise crap. It's like it's like when I wanted to form a PR company for the politicians here. It's like when I got full evil. Right. It's like just like no, don't say that. Don't say that. that's stupid. Don't say that. Yeah, it is. Same for them. It's like when you announce one movie. Yeah. If it makes money, then, then we do the other one. You, you do, do all the other crap. You sound like an idiot. You sound like you sound like you want to be Marvel. No, you're not, and, you, and the thing is, you haven't got the money they've made and the success they've made and the hearts and minds of millions of children in the palm of your hand. We know you want them, and you haven't thought things through. No. So I mean, and that's why I have little faith in the studio because I have I have faith in what Paul Feig can do with four main female protagonists. Yeah. You see it in Bridesmaids, right? And, and, and Bill Murray walks through naked at one scene, just drinking a whiskey. Just drink, exactly. Right? And looks at this. Even look at this. Like, they should pay him twenty million dollars just to do that. Yes. <laughs> but my concern is the studio is going to crimp it. Yeah. And it's going to be and and, and Sony or whoever's in charge. They'll, they'll slice all the corners off. But then again, it, is it all rated? I mean, it's going to be Paul Feige. Is it going to be like? Are they going to be fucking I, cursing and shit? But I don't think they need to be. I mean, the original Ghostbusters was PG, right? So. Yeah, but there's cursing in it. Was that cursing? Look was back it, at it again. Is, is, it, a, is, is, a, it, is it pre PG thirteen? I think so. There's a surprising amount of cursing in there. Interesting. Oh, well, there is, actually. Well, let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know. You know why I remember that? Because because we, because we've been brainwashed by years of the real Ghostbusters cartoons oh, and all that. No, all no, no, that. But you know why I remember that line so clearly? Because I loved that line as a little kid when I watched it. As you say to everybody. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my parents, shock horror, like, because I didn't know what it meant. And I'd be like, playing with my friends, and I'd be like, let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. <laughs> <laughs> well it bodes well and I would say stay after the credits okay there's a joke after the credits and it's very funny and it's hey, an outtake I, I didn't stay after the credits for Mad Max is there anything on? no okay there's nothing at the end apart from thanking all the countries they shot in okay. New South Wales in the movie but yeah no Spy is really surprised I was surprised I went in thinking this could be my first hatchet job in a while I was like no this is I really enjoyed it because it turned me around that's a good thing I'm going to watch it do we're going to finish our show there how long have we been talking? One hour and 52 minutes. Oh, good God. So if you were listening to us hoping to go to sleep, good luck with that. Um, that's all from us from now. We'll be back soon. Maybe with another guest. Maybe we'll do them again. We'll see. Um, if you want to get in contact, it's podcastingmeapandfries.com. I'm on McNastyFrime at Twitter. You can follow me there. Uma's I'm on, on at Uma Pagan. You can follow me there. And if you follow Kai, Emilia, and here, then if you can find out who they are and follow them, then you can see our conversations as well. <laughs> stupidly long and ridiculous conversations good luck trying to make sense of at that at some point we should print it out yeah an art piece we refer to stuff that was tweeted months ago yeah and then we'll get the point where we all fell out <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks for listening guys probably because Ian loves Colin Firth what that's cool where did that come from Colin Farrell Colin Farrell <laughs> Colin Firth <laughs> who doesn't Colin love Firth? Colin Firth Sorry. Colin Firth is awesome Colin Farrell and if you, get, if you get in touch, Colin Farrell's bullseye is amazing. Shut up, I'm going to beat your head up in the podcast. <laughs> if you listen this far, the code word for the end of this week's podcast is Colin Firth. <laughs> Thank you, good night.
Say goodbye. Oh, bye.